Hello, my name is Chris Kyes. I'm a filmmaker from Nashville, Tennessee, and I was wrong last week. James Wan is actually the director of Furious 7, not Justin Lin. I'm sorry, everyone. Well, I'm Rick Fox, and I'm super excited about watching this movie. Huh? <laughs> it's the last one. There are oh, no more. Yeah. I will be free. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joseph Binge, and I'm an expert at breaking casts. I'm Josh Birch, and I'm an expert at setting arms. <laughs> All right. we're here together. And we're, uh, and we're something. And we're opinionated. Lawless execution. Bringing it back in. All right, everyone, if you couldn't tell by our intro, we are watching Furious 7 today. Rick, do you have a plot synopsis for us? Very short one. Deckard Shaw, whoever that is, seeks revenge against Dominic Toretto and his family for his comatose brother. Furious 7 was directed by James Wan. It stars Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, and Kurt Russell. I actually had most of the cast list prepared this time. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 79%. And fun fact, over 230 cars were destroyed during the filming of this movie alone. And one Paul Walker. Oh, rip in oh, peace, Paul. Oh, rip in peace, Paul. I might actually get a little emotional watching this one. I did get I, yeah. a little emotional watching this one, which, which well. is not something I can say uh, for any of the other Fast and Furious movies. And when we come back after watching it again, um, I will explain myself why I got emotional. But but yeah, I, I actually got a little misty eyed at the end of this movie. Okay. Because I saw this movie in theaters and I didn't really have any sort of connection to Paul Walker. I wasn't entirely sure which one he was. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that was that bad. Like, I mean, I hadn't, I mean, he hasn't really been in any other movies. He's been in a couple like one-off action films from what I understand. Like, I mm-hmm. think there's one called Brick Houses um, or something. But to Glass be fair, houses, I mean, maybe. like he's not exactly a standout actor. Though. Yeah. So like I, I didn't well, know anymore, him. At least. I, I, when I heard about his death, everyone was like, oh, this is so sad. And I was like, who is he? So I looked him up. He's you know apparently like the most awesome dude in hollywood has a ton of charities he's like a a super dork he he and vin diesel like own a car garage together go figure i mean <laughs> his else name's diesel they're in a car franchise it's probably what <laughs> made that happen but uh yeah like you know we we make jokes about it a lot but apparently he was a super small mm-hmm. dude and yeah. this is his send-off film yep um, and at the end of the the podcast we will give a uh, retrospective on his arc throughout the series such as it is all right. So who hasn't had a chance to talk about their experience with this one? Benj, have you said Furious 7? What? Like you, you've, you've seen Furious 7, yes, right? Okay. Yes, I have seen <laughs> Furious 7. Um, I actually watched it, I think, just before we started this. I didn't actually, wasn't actually able to see it in theaters. Um, I like it. It, they, it kind of goes further. It gets bigger and better. Um, well, better is one of those things. <laughs> yeah, uh, with some people. It might not be better, but it seems like it, they ramp up the action in this one. And I really enjoy uh, that one. It makes it a lot more fun for me. Cool. Awesome. Well, shall we just go ahead and get right to it? Let's Sounds do good. it. All right. See y'all soon. One last ride. Dead, 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 dead. No, when the whistle go. Now we talk. That has got to go to work. This is a world that doesn't play by your rules. 
your friends are a part of it now. I don't have friends. I got family. Okay, cool. All right. We should be good, guys. All right. So flip it up. Flip your papers upside down. And we have our full little lore sheet yeah. printed out for all of us to follow along. I Thank like you, Benj. <laughs> Good oh. job, Benj. All right. And we're back from Furious 7. <laughs> what, what? All right, Benj, why don't you tears, go tears. ahead and lead us off? Okay. Well, uh, this. Do we need a minute to wipe yeah. our tears? Yeah. No. yeah. Just give me a minute. <laughs> They're freezing I mean, to my do, face from cold do we from wanna, Rick's cold heart. Uh, hey, yeah. look, do we want to go ahead and get in, get into Paul Walker now, or do we want to do it at the end of the podcast? Um, actually, that's a pretty good question. Uh, it might be Let's best to the end the podcast the same way they okay. ended the movie as well. Okay. Um, so, uh, shall we start out with the first scene? What happens, Benj? Well, uh, we get introduced to our big bad villain uh, for this movie, Jason Statham, who is playing uh, Deckard Shaw. Owen Shaw's older, more badass brother. Way more badass. Just going to come out and say it right now, best character in the movie, hands down, no questions asked. Best villain of the series, hands down, no questions asked. Easily. I actually completely agree. Uh, Jason Statham is awesome he's incredible here he he's the first person who when going toe-to-toe with the rock or vin diesel i've actually believed their fights like yeah he's he is just as invincible as they are (laughs) absolutely and actually i I like that he manages to early on in this movie take out the rock and and you know win a fight like this is one of the first times the bad guy have hands down won a fight between him and a and another character or a main character well in the last movie didn't uh, shaw win several fights like I mean, not he physical, not, he not, didn't, he never caused not any like lasting, fisticuffs. Like not they didn't, fisticuffs, he didn't right. like cause any lasting damage. He didn't like, you know, he succeeded in a few areas, but he didn't like sideline a character for the whole movie. Yeah. He didn't like put anyone in the hospital. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. That's a pretty good, you know, except that, for all I those people on the freeway. I mean, he murdered a ton of people, but no one that mattered as villains <laughs> are to do or want yeah. to do right. heroes. Sometimes I actually really I like, mean, they uh, also murder lots of people. That's why I'm on Jason Statham's side through this whole movie. I really like uh, Jason Statham's intro here. Like the reveal of the hospital being in tatters. It's so good. It's I really desperately effective. wish I was watching a movie where he was the hero. And that was the opening to the movie. Like that would be so much better than this. It's but, such a surprise. Like, I really love it. Yeah, they do it so well like because it looks so normal hospital scene thing until you see them cow- the the doctors cowering in the corner well, and, they and do then it. the rest of that reveal just tops that and keeps topping itself and they do it slowly which works really well too because mm-hmm. at first you just see him and his brother which I mean makes sense because yeah. it's like always visiting his brother in the hospital right and then you see the doctors which is like okay maybe he snuck in here and like and he has that creepy line where he's like uh, if he doesn't survive I'm coming back for you and at that point like in that very moment I'm just sort of like, oh, well, he's going to be another cheesy villain. And then it pulls out and you see that the whole building is destroyed. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, OK, that actually makes <laughs> that line uh, pretty hefty. Although, to be fair, <laughs> like two minutes later, I was like, wait, why did he destroy the hospital his brother was in? If he, it, There were a lot of like armed forces laying around the hospital in to me, it looked like he had been coming to visit his brother in the hospital and oh. the search team for him came and he just kind of okay. like fended them off to visit his brother. Fair he, enough. He's that makes also sense. a wanted man. That, no, no, that, that does make sense. I, in my head, those guys were on his side and they had, you know, he'd somehow lost them coming in and just didn't care. But that makes perfect sense. I, I, I like that a lot better. Yeah, cool. Good. 
Awesome. I can, I can fully say that I like a scene in this movie. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do like how we go from Owen Shaw where we like last time, I think everybody agreed that he was obviously the best villain up to this point. And he was did better as far as planning and doing everything so, yeah. much better than any other villain. It was at the very previously. least between it was at the very least between him and the guy from three. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think, yeah. Yeah, this, this and, guy fits yeah. very well in this in this series, and this guy has definitely and Statham and has definitely Statham topped it. Has definitely topped it not only in being able to plan ahead, but also, like Josh said, actually match uh, our heroes and actual fisticuffs. Yeah, and actually we all believe it. Well, our hero. Well, I guess we can call the rock heroes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he's family now. <laughs> God. Ugh. But yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. Um, and then we move into a scene that is less so. <laughs> I won't disagree with that. Yeah, yeah. The, there's this is a little so much. much booty shaking in this movie. Oh, that like, is not what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that was there. But you're right. You're that all was bad. Race Wars is next, right? Yeah, Race Wars mm-hmm. is next. But I, I, I mentally skipped that part because it didn't matter. Like, in all, I feel like it was less in every other movie. Like in there is so much butt in this movie. Like, there's so many butt shots that it gets to a point where it's like, oh, wow, there's more girls like there's <laughs> girls here. There's girls everywhere. This well, movie's loaded with girls, there, girls, girls. There are well, two things that can be going on in this movie. There's either boobs and butt or there is an explosion happening. That's the only thing this movie has. Yeah, they had to pad their two, two hour and 15 minute runtime. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get into we, that. Yeah, but so seriously, the, the, the biggest problem with this movie is is for. Well, OK, we'll, we'll save that. Yeah, Let's it's the honest. butts. They are the biggest. The butts are the biggest problem. <laughs> I, I have a big problem with the butts. Well, we will get we will get to that. But. There's actually a specific scene that I want to bring up uh, sexism, I guess, is as a thing, but it, it's way on later in the movie. So. I dislike this scene because it feels like it's only there as a callback to the first one and also just to like set up Letty still being crazy. That and tip for boobs, like boobs and butt. Like, I feel like that's also an integral part of this series. So we needed it there, too. They, they had to have the shots. Yeah, yeah. sure. But it. it it felt unnecessary. Like I, I, I guess I get that Dom is trying to use right. things from her past to pull her back in, and I get that. Yeah. But if you're gonna do that, don't have like the one race. Like the, the, it should have been a bigger part of. The, and I'm not pushing for a longer sh- <laughs> runtime. Like this is a long movie. Yeah. But if you're gonna try and use that, like do more than have her race one dude and punch one dude. Right. Like, yeah. They should make well, a bigger deal about them being the founders. I actually really like the idea of this. I really like the idea of bringing her to race wars and having her drag race to just sort of, you know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be looked at as like a, oh, Dom's trying to get her to remember. You could just look at it as like, well, this is the stuff I used to do with you. And I liked doing that stuff with you. And I'd like to see if the new you is also into that. I think that would have been really cool if he had just been doing that and they hadn't been playing up the memory angle. I think that would be well, really interesting. I, I think that either way, like you can look at it that way like they don't seem to be looking at it as this like he's trying to jog her memory I it just seems it's pretty clear he's trying to jog her memory i think the i mean did movie. he say that that was his goal there i mean he's constantly being like yeah, yeah this is exactly what we used to do this is what the old you was doing but hey do you remember the what, old you but that's the same what thing that i'm saying is that you could just look at it as i used to do this stuff with you and we really enjoyed it together i'd like to see if you can still enjoy it you know i i don't that's what I, I figured. You know? I get that's what you're saying. It, to me, it feels like he's trying to 
jog her memory using mm-hmm. these. Old it's things. the way the tone is is set up of the scene. Like it's it's clear he has an intention. I think there's here. a couple and extra think, lines of dialogue in this scene, and like most of the other scenes going forward, that if you cut them out and you just leave the scene as like he's taking her and like two things that they used to do, um, trying to see if she still likes to do them, or you know instances like that. Um, that is a little bit better than saying. Oh, like remember this? Yeah. We invented this. Yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. Because okay, because I guess what I was getting at the at. beginning there, where he goes, "Do you remember this?" and she says, "Like that's not fair." You know, I don't. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I guess what I was getting at though is that my problem with the scene is not like its intention. My problem with the scene is more in its execution. Uh, yeah. I it's it seems to just be like a lot of glitz and glam and not a lot of like plot centric stuff. Yeah. Yeah, It's not substance and there's opportunity there for something like that, but it doesn't seem to be really capitalized on. It'll be okay, Rick. (laughs) Well, I mean, to be fair, the scene after this, we, we get some, um, substance, I guess the, the, I, this was the first scene that I laughed out loud, like loudly, wasn't it? When, when Dom comes up to, to break her tombstone with the sledgehammer. Uh, yeah. Mm, in the yeah. theater, I had no idea what is going on. Oh. Try to put yourself into the shoes of someone who's never seen any of these other movies. And oh she's God. at a grave oh with God, her name on so it. Good. And wish. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Why is he going to deface that grave? <laughs> and I didn't even realize her name was Letty. Like I hadn't fully categorized that. Yeah, I was like, oh what did they do to you? <laughs> Oh, man. And then I was like, this is the day she lost her memory. And I'm like, well, what does that have to do with this Letty person? (laughs) Is that her sister? I was, I mean, through halfway through the scene, I was able to put it together, but I was still just getting so confused. I'm (laughs) trying to figure out who these people are. He's he's six movies together in in the span of seconds. (laughs) Yeah, it was really weird. And I'm not going to lie. It's the same thing to me as the race scene, but for different similar angles different reasons okay uh like to me it's again the execution like it almost feels a little too soap opera well well, i was almost gonna use the word like oscar baby because it's not what this movie is at all but it feels like the actors and the direction believed like they could have gotten away with it and i know that uh at one point vin diesel has said if this if this doesn't win best picture the Oscars are a sham. And, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well, a lot of people have already been saying that for they a are, long time. They are, still so. not going to win Best Picture. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, this is definitely not going to win Best Picture. I mean, the thing of it is, is just like, I don't have necessarily an issue with execution on like the camera angles or anything like that, but that may just be my ignorance on that. But if it's, if that stuff is as bad as Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez trying to act dramatic, man, the acting, that was legitimately hilarious to me. I, I, that was not a, I'm laughing at the scene to mock it. I genuinely found it hilarious. I didn't think the acting was that bad, but oh I did God. find that like just the staging of like, for me, it was more of like a script and direction issue. Like I didn't like the words used. I didn't like the the methodology behind like how they're placing the camera and like all the close up shots. It just it felt kind of disingenuous almost. And disingenuous how? Well, it's sort of like I'm being forced to feel all this emotion that I don't actually like feel towards them. I mean, yeah, that's what all these movies have done. With for you, that's been dramatic. for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, that, I'm just saying, like that is that is par for the course at this point. The only thing that's different here. Well, I think it's is a matter of so setup. bad I couldn't couldn't. I think it's a matter laughing. of setup because we go from this like race wars. Uh, we go from that scene where it's kind of upbeat and poppy and everything, and it kind of ends really quickly, and it moves directly into 
uh, this very dramatic scene. And I don't, I think they set it up very poorly, which is kind of what you guys are getting at is like, where it doesn't really have that draw to you. I mean, I guess it a little bit would be the acting and some of the dialogue, but it seems like it goes from something like, not that we shouldn't really care about to something super dramatic. And I think and that, but here's that the should thing. work, honestly, like you should like going from a huge, like very colorful thing to this much more somber color like that should punch a little harder. I feel like like you could execute that in a way that would make it a stark contrast to what they had just been at. And that's why I think it's a direction and scripting issue more than it's an acting issue, at least for me. Let's get this out of the way. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm <laughs> It has been just your There's eyes. There's a light that between me and Rick, the lamp is like just above his nose. So what's that neighbor's name from Home Improvement? It's, Nel- uh, Nelson, maybe? Nelson. Nelson? I, I definitely know. felt like you were... Hey, neighbor. <laughs> what's uh, what's going on with Dom and Letty? <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, but for me, like I'm invested already. Like I actually, I might be the only one, but I really like the dynamics between Dom and Letty that have been happening of the, I do. I like them over the last three movies. I've been invested in this, uh, amnesia arc as much as it's a trope. (laughs) (sighs) Shut shut the hell up, man. I like it. (laughs) If you don't like it and you're going to make fun of me for it, then screw you, man. I enjoy it. (laughs) You are welcome to in future movies. When I talk about soldier and how much I like that movie, feel free to laugh at me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not laughing at you. It's just incredible to me that you can possibly be. Here's the thing. I, I don't mind the amnesia trope is another thing. Like the born identity is one of my favorite movies and that trope, you have to be able to buy into that trope without laughing at it to enjoy anything about it. Really? Okay. That's fair. I mean, tropes are not bad. Like they, they're, they're just a thing of this is a thing that happens up. This is a thing that happens in in movies often. And yeah, it is definitely execution. So on paper, I like this idea. And in the last two movies, I've kind of liked the execution for the most part. This movie loses me in a lot of places in this arc. And I I agree with that. I actually, I, I liked, I remember specifically that I liked that she did not have her memory back by the end of last movie. That was, I thought that was very well done. Yeah, Good choice. And I, I do have legitimate issues with the way they sort of oh end my it, God. but I'm also glad it <laughs> ends in a way. Like I'm glad that they came up with an idea, but I, I am disappointed with the ex- execution of that idea right. as well. Yeah. So like, uh, we'll I'm get, trying we'll to say to the, I'm on there. I'm yeah, on I'll, the same playing field here, but I was in a place where I could have been more easily bought in and I wasn't right. So I, I like Vin Diesel's acting in the scenes when he's, discussing or interacting with Letty. Like, I think he's gotten better as an actor over the course of these movies. Uh, And I feel that at least, at least what I pick up from him in this movie, actually like it looks genuine. Like I think it's really good acting where it's a tough guy who's exasperated because the woman he loves can't remember him or the past they had together, but he's doing the best to, to love her and convince her to love him and also somehow try and remember the things that she's lost. And I buy that, especially in this scene where he's coming to smash it. And then she's like, no, no, no. And he, he just, he has this real exasperated look on his face where it's let me smash this tombstone. Come it's, on. It's almost like, it's almost like he's saying like, I don't know what I can do. Like I'm trying all the things I can. Is there something else I can smash to bring your memories back? Like, I don't get it. But again, (laughs) again, for me, it boils down to Michelle Rodriguez, fine person, I'm sure. Not my favorite actor. She kills this scene for me and and really every scene that she's in. I I don't buy her as in any of the scenes where she's trying to be sentimental. 
I mean, I, I just, I don't feel, the, I feel the same way about uh, Dom that you do about that. I, I genuinely have no idea how it is possible for you guys to have the opinion you do. It, like, it's bizarre to me, but, you know, I think we've As is the nature enough. of opinions. We, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> we are known for those. Um, but let's, let's move on, I think. Speaking Unless, of relationships. Ben, did you have more that you wanted to? No, okay. I have nothing to add. Let's Brian go to, is now in a different sort of relationship where he's a dad now. and Dad mode. And it kind of... Pull, I like the way that it pulls up to him with him revving the engine on his yeah. car and you see him getting real intense and then he pulls the 14 feet up to the uh, school drop off. <laughs> even that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that that I, I, I liked. I, I, I liked that they were going for that. It felt like another attempt to do the intro from six, but this time they did it for the sake of comedy. And I think it worked out way better this time because in six, six? six, they have this dramatic like you think he and Vin are wasting or wasting. They're wasting cause. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I I remember what you're talking about. Um, But then it has this payoff where they get to the hospital and it's just sort of like they slowly pull in. I'm like, okay, there's not really a punchline here. Right. In this scene, there's a punchline. And I thought it was really effective. I was punching it on his eyes. And then it just like he's literally going forward five feet to pick up like a Honda Odyssey. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it worked really well. I agree. I, I enjoyed that. I, I like that they are um, that clearly even before the accident, they were going for this thing with him and his family. That gives him more of a character, in my opinion, than he has had previously. Now, they, I think, immediately kill that. But <laughs> no. but, but this part, they had potential here. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I, I love I that Binge's note here is. Brian is becoming a family man with a van. <laughs> it feels like an eight-year-old's writing the synopsis. He has a van and a family. Well, I mean, it's true, though. Keep you're it right. simple. Keep it simple. Right, right. Um, <laughs> ne- uh, next time, you're going to be like, I'm so butthurt over what Chris said. <laughs> Brian has this amazing vehicle. Brian's yeah. he Brian's accelerates one. forward. So I, I'm curious if, you, if this would make this more interesting to you guys, because this is the angle I was hoping they would go for of in this movie he wants to be out of the game and with his family but he feels a need to come back to to help and save Dom. I feel like that personally would have been more interesting than this he misses the bullets thing. Because that to me would show an evolution of his character further towards this family man that they seem to be going well, for. I think it's both. I think that in the beginning he's like um, he's basically choosing the better life in spite of like what his passions are, you know, mm-hmm. sort of like taking the more higher paying job to support a family when right. what you really want to do is be an artist. Right. Um, and he's kind of doing that at that point in the movie. But yeah. then when everyone in the gang is being threatened, particularly well, well, Dom, no. I mean, he like the specific, like Mia brings it up to Dom before anything has happened that he specifically said he misses. No, the no, bullets. no. Like I agree. I'm oh. saying that that is, those aren't mutually exclusive concepts. Yeah. And I think that he does get involved because he cares about his family and wants to help get this threat out of the way. So he can not only protect his family, but also his Big air quotes family. You know, does that make sense? Yes, but it's it's the thing that I have a problem with. I I, I want it to be something stronger. And if it's he okay. really wants to be out of the game, but he feels a need to get back into it to protect people, that's very different. You would from say he okay. really wants to be in the game, but he is choosing not to up until this point. Right. I see what you're saying. I, and I could see them going the the way that I think they were going to go before the accident happened was that he want he really missed the game and then he goes and is a part of it and then halfway through is like you know what no i i really don't miss this i would have loved which, that which that would have been great which is when i think which is when i think they scripted the call where he calls mia and is mm-hmm. like you know she's like hey i'm pregnant again and all of that happens oh i see what she, i see where later you're going with that yeah, yeah. like 
And I think they were probably going to go for, you know what? No, halfway through this, he realizes he really doesn't miss the bullets. He, and then like after that scene, he does that, all the stuff. And then the last scene is him being like, being like, I fully accept this family, man. Exactly. Okay. And, th- and that's what I think they were going for. And then for obvious reasons, they had to kind of, I could see that as well. the ending, I, but, but I, I, I agree with you that I, that I think that that's better than just him saying, I miss the bullets. I can't wait to get back into it. Right. Yeah. Cause to me, that makes it feel as though he hasn't changed at all. Like, cause that was the big thing in the last movie. Is, is you know Vin Diesel being like you're gonna be a father now you know all this stuff and it to me it feels like he's doing this out of obligation and that to me is not as strong a character uh, character change as it would be if he had fully you know jumped into that and like really loved it yeah but I guess like, it is better in six because in six he's helping like look for uh, well, Michelle Rodriguez well, but it's also yeah. a very humanizing thing because that's something that that happens is you know you leave hanging out with a specific group of people and then feel like you really miss it and go back and you're like, you know what? I, I don't really miss it. I, right. I miss the idealized version of this that yeah. I had in my head. I legitimately wonder, like, I, I mean, one of you brought up, like, it looks like they had this idea on paper at one point. I wonder if they changed it because of Paul Walker's death. Like, they because the at the end of the movie, more that way. Well, at the end of the movie, if you remember how they're saying, like, no, he's home where he's always belonged. You know, it's possible that that is actually an original scripted line. That, See, that was the one part of the lines that I had the most problem with. I don't buy it. Like, he's clearly never belonged at home. That's well, been his, his because, thing throughout the whole series. Well, that's what I was going to get to, but there's n- no meat in the middle to really fill that in mm-hmm. because he can't record those lines anymore. Right. And he can't record the lines where he's like, you know, like, you know, I, I'm glad I'm helping get everyone safe, but I'm kind of tired of this. I right. mean, Roman earlier in the movie said, I don't want to see any more funerals. And I, frankly, uh, Dom, I'm on the same page and I wish we didn't have to do this. Yeah, anymore. Right. Let, let's save the ending until we get to the end. Yeah, Cause definitely. I do want, I do want, I, I, I do want that to start though. our discussion about Paul Walker. So yeah. let's, let's save that discussion. I do. Later. I do Fair see, enough. definitely see where you're coming from with that. Though. Right. So I wonder if it was the original idea. Yeah. Um, so what's next? Mo- so moving on, the next part, the portion best is, fight of is, the entire movie. Is a fantastic I agree. Fight. I think this is a, an Hobbs. amazing fight. I love it. I, what the things that I specifically love about this movie or this part of it is? Oh, how, hold on, I'm just gonna cut that. Okay. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> the thing I specifically love about this movie is basically this scene. Um, I, I love Good how safe. confident. Jason Statham is like that's definitely his persona as an actor like when he's being Jason Statham in a movie that's his thing but he is on point here and it's a good counter to the rocks cockiness because yeah. he is always cocky when he goes into a fight he's like boy I'm gonna stick my boots so far up your ass and blah 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 he's like, like that's always him in the in next movie scenes. he has like a little cowboy hat on just to really sell yeah. all of those lines like I'm way too small for his head but Josh is absolutely <laughs> but, right like but, that is the perfect counter to that because Jason Statham doesn't care how confident the rock is and, and, and Jason Statham's isn't cockiness it's just confidence mm-hmm. and his confidence is a good counter to the rocks cockiness. Definitely. He also has a lot of good humor. Mm-hmm. Like Jason Statham delivers some of the best laugh out loud moments. When, and when, it's because of what we're talking about. When the rock comes in, he's like, what are you doing? And Jason Statham's just like, get, just a minute. Just a minute. <laughs> oh man, that, that, that one finger just like, Mm-mm. just no, catching up on some know, Garfield know. minus Garfield. And, uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll get out of your office real fast. <laughs> man. So good. I love Shout out the to Garfield minus Garfield. But even beyond the character part of that, I love how you can see the way these two 
two characters fight in their fight scene. Yeah. Like it is mm-hmm. very clear that the rock is attempting to use overwhelming strength and force to beat the guy. And Jason Statham is using cleverness and being quicker and more martial arts skill to beat him. That's re- that's to me what makes a good fight scene. A- absolutely. Wh- which I like because you can tell through the fight, despite the fact that they're fairly even throughout it, you can tell that the rock is stronger. Like, just mm-hmm. from the way that he's hitting and the way that mm-hmm. he just kind of picking up and manhandling Jason Statham, you right. can tell, okay, the rock's got a lot more just raw power behind him, mm-hmm. but Jason Statham is much more deliberate in the way that he's attacking and the way that he's positioning himself. And even at the end, when the rock is honestly getting an upper hand and now he's got backup and they're both using guns, Jason Statham is still pretty analytical in the way that he is, decides to end the fight. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, I think it definitely works really well. And to bring sort of the the filmmaker eye <laughs> uh, to the table, I pushed up my imaginary glasses there. Um, th- I really like that technique they use when they do that flip and the camera sort of oh, does God, like a one eighty. You hate it, dude. I, I love it. I love. Hey, I think it was overdone in this movie. And here's I the thing: it they did it three. Times. They did it three it times, and it was a little like, oh, okay, like you think you're real clever. But that first time I saw it in the theater, I was like. This is immersive as hell. If like, I got it at the first like one, I, I absolutely loved that. it. But the later ones ruined the earlier one for me because it was so overdone. But there's other little things like that. And it's sort of countered by what is unfortunately like a really traditional like way of shooting fight scenes where you cut on every hit. And I really don't like that approach. Mm-hmm. But I like some of these stylistic approach approaches that uh, whoever James Wan uses as a cinematographer like seemed to employ. And this is the one that stands out the most. And I like the fact that this movie feels fresh in that regard and that I haven't seen a, a movie use something like that in that way in an action scene before. Hmm. And I think that's really cool. I think that's worth pointing out that there are things about this movie that are kind of innovative, which I'm into now. It doesn't become innovative anymore when you do it five times in a movie, right. but no, you know, it's worth pointing out that it is still cool. So basically what happens next is like they blow out the building and he is, uh, he grabs Elena to like soften his fall and he lands mm. on the car <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he grabs Elena to soften his fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Like, yeah. I would like Elena at that her. point. She did something right. <laughs> he fails miserably, miserably at that. I, I am going to point out, like, I don't, hate Elena in this movie and I don't hate her I think exclusively because she's not there to be just part of this romantic triangle she's actually like a bona fide cop like she is doing copy things and she's doing copy things for the most part successfully Mm -hmm. if um, Jason Statham didn't have that, you know, Grenade. bomb. He probably would have been done for because he's cornered at that point. Right. Like he doesn't have anywhere else to go unless he can somehow pull an ace out of his sleeve. Mm-hmm. And like that's what bomb. he does. <laughs> yeah. And he does it, you know, in a way that's very villainous because he sort of forces the rock to have to make this decision right. where he has to either leave and potentially endanger a coworker or get his man and for the Hobbs that's that's a tough call yeah Mm -hmm. I just definitely want to call out that this in this scene in particular because this is something that I've talked about in I think every other movie leading up this the reason this scene works is because at the end of it Hobbs is genuinely injured he is taken down on a certain level like he lost that fight and it's clear from the way that he is in that hospital bed later that's what I need and that's a huge part of what sells me on Jason Statham's danger in this movie and I'm going to come back to this point at a later point Uh, I think why. they've been oh, listening no to you over the previous podcast. That's why they added it into this last movie. I'm glad they. I'm glad that they got <laughs> yeah. that time machine and came forward and, and heard my opinion so that they could fix that. Okay, so next we are to the uh, the Han thing. Yes, Part with Han, where well, we, 
I think we Sorry, we get shown uh, oh the house pond. is first. The, yeah the house happens and then we see uh, I guess sort of at the same Jason, time yeah right? it yeah. happens at the same time I like that they intercut footage from previous movies in with this one I think that yeah. that helped a lot to, I think to sell really where well. we are on the timeline since yeah. it's so confusing in some ways um, but what it was guys- very confusing having seen none of the movies I was like <laughs> who's that <laughs> who's the dude in the car <laughs> he talks funny <laughs> then they go to imagine how confused I was when they went to Japan and there was some Louisiana hillbilly there. I was like uh-huh. oh I we're mean, going to Japan oh wait this this is not Japan <laughs> this is somewhere else <laughs> but I do want to talk about that for just a little bit but first we got to de- talk about the, the house blowing up the house did, blowing like, up this thing whole work for you guys what do you think Absolutely. I thought it did. Yeah, I, it worked for me. Um, I thought that like it added, definitely added a ton more weight to Jason Statham's character. I mean, you see, I guess over the last, what, three or four movies um, that they've been trying the, all they've been trying to do is trying to get home. Yeah. They're finally this home. specific house. Yes. Well, yeah, exactly. And this specific house. And then at like, Within the first, what, 10, 15 minutes, the bad guy literally blows up their house mm-hmm. and almost kills, uh, what, Dom, Mia, Brian, and Jack, the their well, kid. Well, I mean, he doesn't really almost kill anyone. But, but still, but, like, it, it does, it does <laughs> further cement him as a very villainous villain. Right, I do because, like that Because a, as much as family is overplayed in all of these movies, he, he is literally going for their family. Like, right. he's sending it to the house where the married couple with their child mm-hmm. and then Uncle Dom live, like, He's trying to kill all of their family. Right, yeah. He actually seems to understand that this is what Dom is all about. And I like mm-hmm. that he's capitalizing on that. And it, that's a big reason why I think in this movie, uh, I don't see the familiar thing as as much of a joke. Because I think that it's very sincere. And I really buy that as a plot device here. It's sincere. I'd still laugh at it. <laughs> um, but, okay, so this is this is one issue that I have with the movie. I honestly wish that Mia had gotten hurt in this scene. Now, I don't mean like she'd gotten been in the house and gotten killed. I mean just something had injured her, and that would be why she's so sidelined throughout the movie because that's been kind of a consistent thing throughout these movies is really sidelining that particular character. And well, it's not because of a lack of skill on her part. She's every bit the driver that everyone else is. I just would like to have an actual solid reason why she's not there other than I got to protect the baby. How how serious would you want her to get hurt? Like about as bad as Hobbs gets hurt, you know, okay. put in a hospital bed, something like that. Like maybe like she hits her head too hard on the concrete. That, you know, some, not like, like some miscarriage shrapnel. bad. No, not miscarriage bad, but maybe like some shrapnel goes through a leg, cuts an artery, something, something that would Loses hurt someone bad enough that she like that she could not be uh, useful in the revenge plot that's going to happen. Here. As opposed well, to how useful she's been in all the previous. Well, movies. exactly. That's my thing is that I would I would like there to be a reason for that. Well, I think this scene um what kind of ends this little bit of scene is like, is something that I hated while watching this movie is that it seems that, uh, because they were like, Oh, well, Paul Walker's dead. So we're going to add a crap ton of near death scenes with, with his character. And I hated that. Cause it was just like, okay, you're kind of, you guys are being dicks right now trying to get an emotional reaction to see how he dies in this movie. I mean, Some of those were in like, the movie before he died. Yeah, well, I mean, no, sure and I'm not going to disagree with that, but it seemed like in this movie, there it, does were, feel that it way. feels so heavy handed that they keep adding in. He almost dies four or five times it's in this true. movie where any, any other time, like the only time he would almost die is in the climax of the movie. I'd agree. And I felt like that, like every single time that happened, I was just like, this is this just keeps getting cheaper for me. And you're not like you're just pissing me off by doing this. on the other hand, though, uh, I'm really glad that they like didn't take him out on one of those ways, because I think oh, no. that that would have been like a really 
I think that it would not have like enhanced like the sort of meta experience of watching the film because mm-hmm. it's almost a little too real at that no, point. And I, you know and what I, I mean? I completely agree with that. Like, I'm glad like, and we can get to it later, but I'm glad the way like how they ended his story in this. I like how they did it. It just pissed me off. Like them constantly saying, oh, is he going to die now? Oh, is he going to die now? And it's just like, please stop. Like, we, I wonder we how much though, I wonder how much of that is like sort of, something that can't be helped after the fact, you know, like you said, they already filmed some of those scenes, but also like they still need to make an action movie that has an element of thrill to it. And you've got to try his character every single time. I mean, I feel like that, that, that had to be in the movie beforehand. Like they can't have gone back and CGI'd him into these scenes to they, give him more. I'll, I'll talk specifically about the scene with the bus. Like, I don't think they added that in. Yeah, to exactly. They can't because have. you know that he was dead. Yeah. Like I it's think also that that in was, the trailer. So, yeah, you know, he I gets think that, out. that was oh, yeah, no, no, in no. the film beforehand. And they're like, you know, what? we've shown trailers with this. It's already part of this movie. You know, we've done all the stunts for it. We're not going to take it out. Like I, there, there may have been some, but, but I, I, I really, think that that's just part of it being an action movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he that's is what I was at least at. theoretically like, the secondary main character. S- sort of the scene where, and w- again, we'll get to it later, but there's a scene where you think, hey, maybe Roman and the hacker chick got blown up by a missile. Yeah. Now, you know that they didn't because they've got plot armor because they're the main, you know, they're part of the main crew. Mm-hmm. But still, if that had been Paul Walker, that would have been added to your list. But I, I mean, I... All I'm saying is I don't think that that near death experience is exclusive to his character. I think it's just part of the series being an action series. And I, mean, I, I want to reiterate, like I, I had that same experience when I was first watching the movie. When I was in theater, I had those moments. I was like, it, are they going to kill him this way? Like, oh, is same. it going to be tasteful? Yeah. But like it never ended up being true. And that's what I mean by it. I feel like it had to have been like for the most part, unintentional to try to go for that vibe because I think, I I think their intention is making a good action movie. And Mm -hmm. when you make a good action movie, you have an element of thrill, which means that you have an element of danger. Mm -hmm. And if you intentionally sideline that out because you don't want people to interpret that about Paul Walker's character, then Paul Walker becomes kind of ancillary to this movie. And (laughs) it's just, He's always ancillary to the movie. And he's not in this he's one. So in this one, he's a very important part of the movie. And I think that would have been important worse niche. without those moments. My well, my opinion. Well, I'm just saying like from the previous movies where there was maybe one or two um, for the cast as a whole near death experiences. It seems like they put in like four or five in this one. In, like in, four anyway, or five in the, the airplane scene alone in the last movie. In fact, somebody did die in the airplane scene in the last movie. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we've kind of discussed this one. I think we've gotten around the, the table a couple of times. I disagree with you, so Benj. You can, all all uh, I want to add is that I thought this scene was kind of funny because it looked to me like he got Wiley Coyote against the side of the car and then Mia didn't care oh. about him at all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was man. hilarious to I, me. Oh, I felt that below. I was like, ooh, that looks really painful. Yeah, when his head hit that window. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, anyway, it, it did. But then Mia like runs up and is like, is the baby that's clearly OK that I can see is OK? OK, I can see. Uh, that that's no, no, it's, it's, complete, mom it's completely believable. One hundred percent. It's still really funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so next we have a hospital scene with Hobbs. Yes. No? Yeah. Yeah. Dom goes and chats with Hobbs and they're like and he has the officially you daughter. can't get him, but go get him, tiger. Ugh. Don't miss. <laughs> I like daughter. That. Dick, uh, dick, that, was like, that was later. I like the, the don't miss bit. 
I thought that I, was kind of cool. I liked the bit with it. I, I liked that cheesy. he had his daughter there. I thought that was cute, and it really it, it humanized Hob in a, a lot of interesting ways. I thought the don't miss thing was super cheesy. But I thought this it was is a super cheesy. It's well. a super cheesy movie. I enjoyed it's this cheesy, movie, but I thought but it was I, cheesy in a kind of a neat way, particularly because he prefaces earlier with the fact that like you know they sent twenty people to go get him and they missed, and then at the end when he says don't miss See, because of what happened to those 20 people. I, that, I thought that was a, effective. I don't, I don't like it. Like they missed really. That's what you're going with. Not, he well, heard it was a metaphorical miss. Well, no, and it was, I, he was yes, calling Chris, back. Thank don't you. metaphorically miss. <laughs> no, it, no, like whenever they said he sent, they sent 20 guys, Vin Diesel's character actually asked, what did they miss? Yeah. And so he's referencing. No, I know. Don't I, miss. I, I got, I followed what happened okay, in the okay, scene. Okay, I thought so, it was a bad one liner. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I like, Dwayne Johnson. Yes. And I enjoy watching The Rock. Yes. In professional wrestling. And everything else. And Hobbs <laughs> is an interesting character. However, mm. I think that in this movie, they replaced Hobbs with The Rock from <laughs> professional wrestling. In my opinion, because improvement. <laughs> in, in previous movies, he's had bouts of serious dialogue interspersed with one-liners. And I feel like this movie was about... His dialogue was probably 95% one-liners. To be fair... And I just kind of ratcheted the cheese up a little too high. I see what you're saying, but he's also so not in this movie. Like that is honestly one of my biggest complaints is that I think Hobbs brings so much to the fast and furious franchise as a character that having him get injured, like you're right. Like it makes that scene very weighty, but at the same time when he's not participating in about 70% of the movie, uh, I'm, I don't, I didn't feel quite as invested as I did in the other movies where he is in it for way more. From what I remember of, uh, like hearing stuff about this, he was sidelined, not like just because of reality reasons, not because of like, they wrote it that way necessarily. Like he had other commitments and this was how much time they had with him. That makes sense. And that's totally might be a thing, uh, but it still doesn't make me like enjoy it retrospectively that, more. That being you know the I mean? case, I would have wished that some of the scenes he was in had a little more gravity to them instead of just being goofy. Like e- even just this scene in the hospital where he's trying to de- debrief Dom. Like I would have loved it if that was actually a debrief where he's like, hey, I officially I can't tell you anything, but unofficially here's some serious information that's going to help you as opposed to but unofficially don't miss like, yeah, that's not helpful. I get that you want me to kill him. I also want to kill him. You've done nothing for me. Yeah, exactly. All you've done is tell me a name for this guy that's now trying to kill me. That doesn't do me any real good. Like I would have loved. That's probably what you're getting at earlier. Mm hmm. I mean, when you said like, oh, don't miss, really? I legitimately thought that no, no, you interpreted that. I also that. don't like the line. But. Well, I get that, but I legitimately thought it was because you interpreted it as make sure you don't miss when you shoot him with the bullet, and that's why you no. said it. But that's what you mean, is well, that you don't like the fact he doesn't get any new information. I don't like that, and I also think it's a really badly written line. Oh, <laughs> the line would have been fine. It was a callback to the previous t- discussion Hobbs had about him. The line would have been fine if it had been set up properly. I agree with that. I definitely where maybe Hobbs even reiterates this, the story that was told him where like now it's Hobbs telling Dom, Hey, you know, there was a team of 20 men that went in to go try and get him. And they all met or something like that, where he reiterates the same story. And then he tells Dom, what I want you to do is I, I want you not to miss when you go after him. Like that kind of thing would work, but there was no setup for the line. Yeah. He yeah. just kind of spouted it off. Yeah. So, 
uh, after this, we go to Tokyo. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you guys aren't as excited as I am, but no. I wanted more no, of this guy back in the movie. No. Just he's so lame. It's so bad. I don't, I don't mind nope. it. I don't mind him, and nope. I liked his movie, so I wanted more of him. To be fair, you probably felt the way we felt when we saw Toretto at the end of his movie. <laughs> That's probably exactly <laughs> yeah. what it is. I remember that guy. That movie was sort of funnish. Uh. See, to me, I feel like... <laughs> that Dominic Toretto in spite of all of the invincibility he has is way more fun than Lucas Black Ugh, was as a protagonist. No. So no. when I see him, I don't have this like, Oh him. Yeah. Like I don't, I, the only thing I liked uh, from a character perspective about his movie was Han. So seeing him doesn't really do anything for me. I was and the like, villain and a, the villain. A character I the villain. that worked for what he got. That's so sad. <sighs> All right, let's move on. Boo. Boo. <laughs> well, no, like, I, I, what I did find funny about this scene is just the fact that they use a, this last scene from Fast and Furious 3, and then they cut to the new scene, and it's obvious that, that Lucas Black's character was so much older to, to I me. I mean, yeah, least. like, it, it, it happened. Was, it, <laughs> well, let's be fair. Uh, Vin Diesel goes from looking relatively oh, yes. normal to looking like a used catcher's mitt by the, end, by the time this movie rolls around, <laughs> And I'm not going to disagree with that, but I did find it hilarious that they used the same scene. Right. And then they had us like, oh, wow. He he looks like he is actually 10 to 15 years older. I think it's so funny that he apparently won that race. Oh, yeah. I, oh, Vin Diesel won? Yeah, like, and Lucas Black's like, I can't race. believe you won. And he's like, yeah, you wouldn't believe how well this thing can well, actually no, it was, drift. It was, it was only, like, I didn't know. They, they don't make it clear on any level. Like, I guess but that's it is, true. It is just, like, I didn't realize that American muscle was that fast or something like that. It could drift like that. I yeah. think is what it is. But, you know, I mean, I, I like this scene because it gives my favorite Fast and the Furious movie a little bit of legitimacy in that before it kind of felt like this very one-off thing that was not mm-hmm. connected to anything except for Han but now it feels a little more connected to the universe. That's true. I mean, it would sort of have been a waste if we didn't revisit it at some point. Yeah, I I do agree with that. Something that I like about this franchise is just how, like, they're really committed to making sure that, like, everything does kind of matter in a way. Like, they even even four, like, really sucked, but they revisited, like, two characters from four. Yeah. I like the idea of rewarding, like devoted fans in that regard as opposed to being like well this movie sucked let's write it out entirely let's not do anything to retcon it and make it interesting like but this they kind of do that with this movie and i think that is kind of cool i yeah. agree so then han's funeral yep this is awkward i i do like some <laughs> okay of, i get it yeah this is a yeah, little awkward it's it's real awkward i mean I the like whole like the i don't want to go to any more funerals we got to go to one more <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah exactly no like those lines. Could you please have cut perf- that out? <laughs> exactly. That is something that they should have cut out if they did not have already like have that written in. If they wrote that written even that if, in after I, the fact. I get, I get that there's like- sort of a meta like narrative going on there, but like I, I didn't really interpret it that way in all honesty. Like, I didn't either. Uh, the imagery kind of did. I totally did. The imagery kind of did, but when um oh gosh. Um when Roman says that line, I, I didn't really think he was talking about like Paul Walker's character. I thought he was just talking about their team. Well, no, as I mean, it clearly, he, clearly no, that's what he's talking about. But in, in light of events, like I can't take it. In any yeah, but viewer context. knowledge kind of yeah. ruins that. I mean, really, I, all I wish they had done is like, you know, refilmed that one scene and just changed out who was standing there. Like Roman can say that to Tej and cause they're always the two talking. He does, doesn't he? No, he Roman says, it says, to Paul it says it to Brian. 
Yeah, he says it to Paul Walker. That's why it's so awkward. Oh, okay. And then I Paul Walker was, says, "No, we still got to go to." One I thought more funeral. he was yeah. saying it like straightforward, and like he was like flanked by the rest of the mm-hmm. family. No, he's having a conversation with dead man Paul Walker. Oh well, yeah, there's there's some meta things in here that is just like okay, yeah. we like we know what happened. You don't need to put this in here. Or, oh, we know, so that's why it's in here. That is something that they, I think they should have cut out. But I do kind of like some of the dialogue, like with yeah. with with uh, Dom talking to Han uh, mm-hmm. in the grave. Yeah. But it kind of ruins it a little bit for me as soon as he notices the car. And oh, it's man. like back forth, back <laughs> His forth. Spider okay. That was funny. Funny. That was like, y- you can't not laugh at it. Because no. it's just like, cut, yeah, cut, exactly. cut, 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 yeah. cut, 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 cut. And it's like, oh. And he somehow he like knows. Senses. Yeah. It, well, I mean, okay. To be fair, why else would someone be like? It's a reasonable assumption to mm-hmm. you know someone's revving their engine and being a complete jerk like that in a funeral area. That's unlikely to be unrelated. But I mean, it would still have been really funny to me if he chased down the guy and like pulled him out of the car and it was just storm normie. I don't see. I don't <laughs> see the NPC. motivation yeah. on Shaw's part. That is a big problem I have with. Don't you movies. think he would have like, like bombed the funeral or something? Something like if Seriously? he's a really villain, right? Like, like hitting a bomb is. inside Han or something. And that's Especially the after like the scene that we have right after this, like mm-hmm. that makes perfect sense for his character. To Where do he doesn't like care that. about like fighting dirty. Yeah, this like, is the he's thing. fine with it. Like what's really weird to me is that they make a really big point of that he's coming after the crew that ki- that got his brother, right? And, and here he goes they are all Han. grouped together. And well, yeah, that and then he goes specifically after Han, but after that, he doesn't seem to care about any of the others. He's only after Dominic. And I get that he's the leader, he's the 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 biggest, you know, fish in the thing, but he should still be trying to kill everyone else too, and he's definitely not. Like he is 100% focused on Dom for the rest of the movie, and that's a huge problem for me. Yeah. Um, but what's an even bigger problem is the, the way that this car chase ends. Oh, with the, is, with the game of chicken. It is the dumbest. Okay. So let me, let me just, I, th- I think it works as a Chekhov's gun though. Just let me run through this and, and see if you guys can explain this to me. Okay. okay. So they, they catch each other in this abandoned area and they start revving their cars at each other. And I guess they're going to play chicken cause reasons what else would you do? I, I like I, I I don't know whatever <laughs> but they don't do that instead neither of them like they're too manly to swerve I guess and so they both slam into each other and wreck their cars we 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 talked about this earlier uh, with with the with the com- comparison I, between Shaw and Hobbs where it's cockiness versus I'm, confidence I'm not necessarily done like I don't that is really freaking stupid. I hate that, but it's not as bad as it gets. Like my real questions come at the next point. So they get out of their cars. I guess they're a little dazed. Like both of them are, you know, they well, see, Vin Diesel has to put his shoulder back in a socket and I Shaw guess, has and to has put to his head like back on pop his neck, I guess. Okay, fine. But neither of them is significantly more damaged than the no, other. Correctly. Not. They get out of the car and Dom says, you're using a weighted chassis. That's like getting in the boxing ring with, with weighted, weighted glove. gloves. Yep. Is he saying that it was an unfair chicken slam into each other's car fight? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It is unfair. If it was unfair, why is there no difference in the damage done to them or their cars? Vin Diesel has American muscle. No, 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 Rick. Rick. So is that cheating? I, I don't know, man. Vin Diesel looks significantly more damaged. Like, I definitely... No, his car was, yeah. He pops a bone back into place, gets out of his car, and is like, all right, let's go. I think that Jason Statham looked like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he looked like he just woke up. But Vin Diesel 
looked I mean, like he was if he didn't look like he had blood or bruises he looked hurt and dazed a little like, <laughs> he didn't have any blood or bruises he looked worse off than Statham did he looked no, like he, he had not. a like, headache I'm, though I'm sorry no they Rick, looked exactly Rick, the same as they went in they were wearing seat belts thank you very much oh wonderful <laughs> I just I don't understand why there is not like a, that, that oh, line makes no sense there's nothing about this that was unfair they did the exact same thing the exact same thing happened to both cars and both people no well, it's no, not Shaw it's had not a way to shame like Shaw here's the thing the whole point of that game is you're seeing who's going to swerve for first and basically like who's going to like wuss out. But Shaw has no motivation to do that because of the weighted chassis. So Vin Diesel, not knowing Wait, that, not knowing why does the weighted chassis bring into that? I don't no, know because, because the weighted because chassis, it's like he turns his car into like a small lightweight tank. Whereas Vin Diesel's car is just made for like, racing so it's already naturally lightweight but they so both, they, they crumble into each other Look, no but it's, it's no, like no, no, no. isn't at danger of like dying from that accident because Clearly neither is diesel like that was as bad as that's it could just, possibly that's have been that's just because of plot armor but the whole idea here is that <laughs> here's the thing listen, listen, listen. they're having a pissing contest except Shaw's holding a little hose up between his legs that's kind of what it's like pissing into, okay. the second point I agree like, there's not really rules to pissing contests although you just broke them if there were okay if they were in a pissing contest and he had a hose clearly the hose should do more like should get some water on Vin Diesel's dick you're, but you're, nothing <laughs> happens between these two characters how do you imagine pissing contests work <laughs> I don't think you know they met each other in fire I assume that because that's what was going on in this scene no. No, no, no 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 hold on I'm a referee for the pissing contest regionals and let me go ahead I'll break it down for you it, it comes down to the uh, the distance and the girth of the stream so how do you yeah. measure okay. So we're going for distance. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so here's the thing. I actually agree with your second point. I think that Vin Diesel should have been hurt way more significantly. I think he should have been incapacitated in some way so that Statham could have like come up with the gun and been like, he's like, he's the way to Jesse. It's not fair. And he's like, yeah, well, it works out for me in the end. Then Kurt Russell shows sure. up and saves him. That and then it makes more excellent. sense. Yes. And I agree with that. But the idea of the weighted chassis and how it works in the chicken fight makes perfect sense. It's the results that I agree with you on. But I, I think that the concept is not stupid. To I think me, it, it's good for Statham's character. Yeah. To me, this is really painful for Vin Diesel's character, and this is why. Because there's no significant difference in the outcome of the fight, it sounds like he is a he's whining, like you you're, you did the stuff and I don't like it. Like, there's well, there's no reason for him to accuse him of cheating at this point. It works perfectly fine when he pulls out a gun after Vin Diesel pulls out a, a freaking tire iron or whatever, like an idiot. Like, there's been no point in these movies where he has shunned guns. Why is he suddenly now shunning guns? It makes no sense. Um, so to me, that set up the thing of Jason Statham doesn't fight by the rules that just perfectly fine. You didn't need to add in this line that didn't make any sense. That's my whole problem with this, this scene. It's dumb. The whole scene is dumb from the beginning. Like the premise itself is idiotic, but it just gets worse and worse and worse every moment of this. But I would like to say, I think this is about the point where we had a break in the movie for uh, outside reasons. And I remember saying to Josh and Binge at this point, I'm enjoying this movie. I'm I'm liking this. I think this is about where that happened. Mm -hmm. Yep. Really? Was yeah. Because I used the restroom or something. No, it was when uh, dude came in with the TV. Oh, but that's I just right. want to point that out. Like at this point in the movie, yeah. as, as many. Let's all give as Rick a little up, round of applause. For, for I was able to say, like, I I was enjoying this movie. Yeah, Rick. Yeah. Rick officially likes this movie and podcast. The first five thirty five minutes. See, at the yep. Let's go ahead and just turn it off because I'm really content. Thank God I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> um, I disagree with you. I liked this scene. I think that the fight between Hobbs and 
uh, Shaw at the beginning was did a good job of setting him up as an equal counterpart to Hobbs. And I think that this scene set him up as a equal counterpart to Vin Diesel's character, Dom. Like, I, I, I agree like, with that. Analysis. I would have liked if he had outmaneuvered him with the car somehow. Like, and if he had used like, and if Don had been like, you could only do that because you had this weighted chassis. Like, that would have worked for me. If it had that, shown like he had well, outdone Dom in some way. Well, no, that would have put Dom he on did, a li- because the, and the way that he does it is he beats them at their level, right? He beats Hobbs in a fist fight. Yes, and that's at that's Hobbs's level. Like Hobbs, okay. Hobbs is the best fist fighter. He should not be beat at a fist fight, and he sure. gets beat. Dom is the best driver and he should get not get beaten in cars and he gets beat in a car. He does not get beat here. He, he gets here's the thing. If he had done your idea of the, the swerving around him thing, you could just look at that as like, uh, oh, like he it's not really it's the back to the finesse versus brawn thing. He's not meeting him at his level. Yeah, I think we're meeting him. But at I think his and I think here. that would have really solidified more about how this character goes about fights. No, I guess. I but think, no, but what, what Josh likes about it, and I agree with him, is that he is confident enough to meet people on their level and beat them at that level. And for Vin Diesel, you know, he he cheats in the respect that he has a weighted chassis, but he still beats Vin Diesel in terms of like how confident he is. And that's what the core issue with Vin Diesel's character is, is that he how, thinks he can just he ram him? into him and how, he will swerve no, no. out of his way. Well, how do you how are you saying he beats him? If anything, they come to a tie. He beats him no. because he knows that Vin Diesel will not swerve. So he outthinks him by thinking, all right, well, I'll just get a weighted chassis and then he'll shake his well, confidence. Th- no, this is no, 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 this no, is no, something no, no, that no, no, Shaw no, no, does throughout the entire movie. He meets people at their level. Later on, they're coming after him with I'm an done. army. Like, and once I, he's I, done, I, he's fair. already I, got I, his own army to counter them. Like He's constantly doing this throughout the movie. It doesn't He's work planning here for me. Ahead. Like it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't fit what's happening. He does not beat him. He just runs a car into him and doesn't swerve. That's a tie, if anything. He does not do anything to do something that Vin Diesel tried to do in a superior way. Like there's no beating here. They just cram, smash into each other, and that's why I don't like you this character. You just don't at this understand point. the rules of chicken. Clearly. No, 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 right, no, let's no. Move no. On. It's, it, it, let's move it on. Sets up. Let's move it on. It sets up, and it shows you the character that Shaw is a character that plans ahead. What did he do? He planned and built his car so that it could withstand anything that Vin Diesel wanted to do, and he would be better than Vin Diesel because he planned ahead. Which would what work also, if we had seen something that came of that, but all we get is a dropped line that doesn't actually make any sense. And then we sense. also, in the so, very, and right after that, we see him go, I, oh, you 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 thought this was a street fight? And he pulled out the cheap, gun. not coming at him at his level like Josh is saying. It undermines no, everything he's, you guys have showing, said. He's showing him that he, he's, he doesn't he's play by their... Yeah, right, he's he's he doesn't play by their playing, rules, so he's he not meeting them at their level. At his level. What? <laughs> he's still in a car. He's still beating okay. him in a car. It's while not like I, he's standing by a While I will absolutely admit that Vin Diesel's character is so dumb that he can be outthought by bringing a gun. Like, that's the level you have to go to. Oh, my God. You're a genius. But, like, no. I'm sorry. We just need to move on because I'm not anyway, going to get on you guys' level. After this, Kurt Russell comes in. And Kurt Russell. I actually really love Vin him. Di- Vin Diesel's character. Like, he saves his life because otherwise he's going to get shot. Yeah. I love I love Kurt Russell. I, I, love, I love Kurt, Kurt Russell, Russell too. everything he's ever been I do not understand why he let Shaw get away that's 100%. Because it's dumb and the <laughs> plot needed it. Because he doesn't care about Shaw. Yes, yeah, that's Oh, like, well, you, you, no, you have a point. He doesn't care. He wants, he he care wants the Shaw. God's uh, eye back, and he's like, whatever, dude. Like, well, I guess yeah, you get him afterwards. It wasn't clearly care. communicated, but 
in retrospect, yeah, I guess it's because Shaw's saying. the motivation. Like if he has, if Shaw is still out on, out there and on the loose, he has motivation for the team to for help him get the device. Yeah. I mean, and to I guess be fair, couldn't you just reverse that and say like, if he'd caught him now, he can just say, okay, I'll give you 20 minutes alone in a room with him. If you will just, you know, catch the, this thing for us. Yeah. But that's a yeah, lamer it, movie. It, it works. It is though. a lamer movie. I'm just saying like, it, it's definitely a confusing bit here, but I, uh, yeah. I love the setup for this joke where he keeps ranting about this Belgian ale and then Dom just has his pithy like, I'm more of a Corona man myself. And then he pulls out a bucket of Corona <laughs> to acknowledge that that's all anyone's drank in the last six movies <laughs> yep, and Corona's yep. constantly probably paid for it. Yeah, oh, definitely, absolutely. definitely paid for it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I really like that as well. I, I love uh, I love Kurt Russell's character in this movie because he is an authority figure, much like Hobbs, but because he's not really fit enough to be an action star these days because he's an older guy, like he doesn't have to get in as much on the machismo of it. He can be a lot goofier. He can just be in the background saying funny lines and it works yeah. from his character. I think, I think that he is probably one of the more effective, like comic relief characters. And he does feel like he's not quite comic relief because he's not doing it constantly, but he just emanates this charisma, mm -hmm. which makes you like kind of like him in the way you like your crazy uncle. Exactly. You're like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, no, I like, Oh, there Kurt he goes. Russell. Old Kurt. He's mm -hmm. just being all rustly over there. Yep. This Uncle Kurt's got Uncle five dollars in a Corona for me. <laughs> and I also really like that this is a way to expedite the bringing the team together thing because we don't need another you know yeah. montage Mont of bringing the team yeah. together. Just I, I like they just show up. Like that's that's real good. That's a good move there. He's just like, hey, we picked him up from the funeral you left. <laughs> right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Which makes perfect sense because he they were apparently there. Like maybe yeah. they were on the way to pick up Dom and you know saw him drive off or something. And this brings us to the bit where they start talking about this God's eye thing. Mm -hmm. And I started to get a little lost on this point because the, Kurt Russell starts ranting about all of the stuff that can be done and what he, who he represents and like what, and I'm just like, this is an overload of MacGuffin, both sensory MacGuffin, MacGuffin, and MacGuffin, MacGuffin. yeah, it's a butt ton of MacGuffins. And I'm just like, yeah, I need to know is it's a super tracker. Yeah. I'm like, I just, I do not care. Like, I don't care how it works. I don't care what it is. I just want you to give us motivation to get back to the thing we all really care about, which right. is finding Jason Statham. Right. Plot wise, I was really not on board for all the like techie stuff going on in this I movie. I mean, I really do wish they had kind of just skipped all this. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it was it was not super I, awesome. I didn't care about it, but I also, I also it didn't detract anything for me until he was like, and as soon as you find this thing we're willing to go to any depth to get, we'll let you use it for as long as you need. Yeah, uh, I well, I, I mean, it is like later on in the movie, it does stay within their possession, like while they're using it, but ish. Until the bad guys get her right back, which is the uh, we'll get yeah, there. But I'm we'll get there. curious about that scene. It's so dumb. <laughs> it yeah. In general, I just don't like this pl plot God's eye plot device at all. And it, the whole hacking thing. I don't think any movie knows what like hacking actually is because no, all it is is hackers. in movies. It's just a progress bar and just like I you might as well be an ape on a keyboard. Like I'm <laughs> two keyboards, to be eight fair. monitors, and a loading bar. To be fair, it's a lot more cinematic than real hacking. Real hacking is extremely boring. Oh, I believe yeah. it, <laughs> and much slower. Exactly. Let's and just no give progress a, bars. Just give a call out to the most famous hacking scene of all time: Jurassic Park. Which is just hilarious in retrospect. If you haven't oh, seen it again recently, system. I know this system. It's just, just like, like a three D map like of the Google park. Maps which of the to park. be fair is set up earlier in the movie. You just don't notice it because oh, it's super gosh. dumb. But it's it's seriously so dumb. She's like playing 
Sim Jurassic Park. That's what it is. So anyway, like it's, anyway, now that they have the, the crew together, uh, Roman decides he needs to be in the lead because he hasn't said any funny lines in it yet, and they kind of go along with him. I think it kind of works for the most part. Like, right. I, it's a I good think setup. The, the that scene works. Yeah, it does not work for me. I think it's really dumb. I'm None sorry. of these scenes work for you. They don't. Like the the humor in this movie really falls flat for no, the most it, part, except for uh, Kurt Russell's character. Like Roman, it really didn't work for me in this movie. And and I'll agree with Rick on this one. Like. I, I've liked Roman in almost all of the other movies because I think Tyrese Gibson is a funny guy who can deliver lines really well. He doesn't work in this movie. I feel like they just kind of shoehorned him in and they're like, we have to write funny lines for him because he's the funny guy. Yeah. And I don't think it worked. I don't think him demanding to be the leader. I mean, like, it doesn't make I, any sense. Like, well, when has he wanted to be the leader before? No, and, well, and I don't think that's nowhere. He has still had lines that make me laugh. Like, he, like, Tyrese Gibson's still a funny guy and he can still deliver lines in a funny way, but it, it doesn't fit and it doesn't make any sense. If I could I act really as devil's like advocate it. for a moment, I thought it was kind of funny in the theater just because of like the performance. But I think it, what makes it funnier in retrospect is that in all the other movies, he is constantly the one who is getting like the least like job. Like he's the one who's like, all right, you've got to go and actually chat up the police in there. <laughs> and right. this movie as well. Let's be fair. Yeah, but I think what he, he cared to- about as a character in that moment is that he wanted to come up with the idea so he could give himself a little bit of like armor in that in those decisions. Like now I'm not going to be the one doing the worst thing. But then he ends up coming up with the crazy plan, but, but almost on accident where they have to fall out of cars from a plane. And that he's like, this been- is worse. I've done a way worse job. And I think that in that respect, if it's actually really, humor. really funny. He had come up with the whole thing, but not just we need to hit them here. And right. the smart people come up with the fall out of a plane. Idea. Exactly. Well, I, think it- I really wish I had seen the movie that you just described because that sounds really fun. Well, that's how I read it, though. That's not how I read it. I feel it. like I mean, he digs his own grave in that Paul regard. I think that's Ludacris what makes it funny. come up with the idea to fall out of a plane. Exactly. And he, they actually say, like, no, we're not going here. Vin Diesel's like, no, we're going to hit him here. Actually. But that w- they wouldn't have come up with that idea if he hadn't have suggested that location. Paul Walker goes out to point out, like, no, no, like, he's on to something as if to imply that no one else would have thought of that before. And I think that's what makes it work is that he is the instigator for that plan. The location does not, like, insinuate that they have to do this goofy idea of getting it. But that's what's funny is because he thinks he's giving himself some leverage by having weight in the decision making but then that actually makes... very subjective. It didn't work for me and Josh. That's all it was doing. I'm just trying to point out I think the the building blocks do stack up for that to work. I think the base... The elements of a joke are there, yes. They are and I think (laughs) the base is there where he's starting to but I think it would have been better if he had had more of a hand in that decision making process as opposed to just let's hit him here and then like all and then it just gets out of his hands again. Like yeah, I, I would like, like to it, see him come up with more of the idea. Or if well, it no, seemed like he had been and it was clear that the other characters were manipulating him into those decisions. Like no, that no, would no, also no, work, no. Think, they, but there's a he, lot of ways this could have gone, but it just didn't. No, he make he even makes the joke of about saying like, okay, no, we need to hit him here, and you know, other people come up with the ideas, and he's like, Tej, what what do you think would work? But he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I got an idea for this. And the guy that who he told like, no, we need to do it, we need to hit him here. He was like, yep. Yeah, I delegated like that leadership. is the, the, yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah, that's good leadership. And that that's that's the payoff. But obviously it didn't work for right. you or Josh. I mean, that line but, was funny. Still, like, I, I still think Tyrese Gibson is a funny guy and that I delegated. That's what good leaders do. Like that was a funny line. I still laughed. But but I think it falls flat as a whole just because it. Yeah, I, we, I don't we've know. been over this. We, we, we've so anyway, about it already. like I think the same problem happens in the next scene. I I really don't like the next scene because, <sighs> like, okay, they. It seems as though these characters brought Roman along specifically to make a joke out of him because he's clearly not necessary for any plan that they had. 
because he wasn't that's there not necessarily for the true that's absolutely true he goes out of their they go out of their way to show that he is not a part of the group as they're coming up on the thing so clearly he could not have been an integral or important part mm, no. of the plan going in I, I think that you're stretching it a little bit because no. here's the thing they have a limited window no matter what if okay. Roman, for whatever reason, if anyone, for whatever reason, gets written out of it, they have to sure. improvise to come up, co- overcome and, that. And thing. if they had done anything to say, like, OK, you take over this thing that Roman was going to do, I'd agree with you. But clearly, that's not the case. They just do laugh you about add, it. Do you want to add time to this movie? No. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if this is all you're going to do with Roman, leave him out of the movie or leave him back at home where he can make jokes over the radio. That would work fine, too. You don't need him to be in this thing where he's clearly not important and is only there so that he can, you know, deus ex machina, save the day for whatever later in the movie. I thought it was effective when it he showed shit. up again. Can, can we can we also just go and just talk about the idea that they're parachuting out of a plane with cars? Yeah, like, how did we gloss like, over look, that? Like, Amazing. I, I get unrealistic insane. action. I enjoyed in the previous movie where they harpooned a plane out of the air. That's fine by me. But this stacks up along with the A-team tank shooting at the ground to slow itself down. Like, this is just, this is too far outside the realm. Oh, like, man. This is, I, this I was ridiculous. really into it. <laughs> I know. This is, like, honestly, like, at this point, I stopped caring about the movie for a long time. Like, I don't care. It's I did I did laugh when they had to blow the shoot on uh, Roman's car to get him out of the plane. Oh yeah, that was funny. They, they needed to make that a lot tighter and a lot quicker, like all together. Because, like, this is me, you know, and my stupid way of looking at this movie. Like, there's no way that he lands anywhere near them because of the way that that falling out of planes works. It's just really dumb. It really bothered me the same way that like the plane going on the runway. Well, for you can just sort of miles. accelerate while he's parachuting down, you know, and no, he'll just travel drive forward. Now. Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, I, Use the nos. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like thrusters, just like pushes the car. That would have been great. I would have loved that. You look over the horizon, you see, oh. That would have been hilarious if that's how he saved the day later in the movie. But instead of him like intentionally doing it, that would have been great. Yeah. Anyway, Chris, I, I, I bought you it. Make the, you, Chris, Chris, you make the next I, Fast and Furious movie. All I see is that there's two people here that don't really have the ability to suspend their disbelief. <laughs> In the same way that Roman could not suspend his fears, you guys cannot suspend your disbelief. So I can suspend my disbelief plenty fine in this series. <laughs> so they catch up to Nath- Nathalie Emmanuel over a very long car scene that somehow Shaw shows up for. And, you know, despite I thought him, it was pretty well choreographed for the most part. Yeah, like, I, I, I was mean, really was, invested right. in everything that was happening. I liked was, how badass the, the uh, van was with all the side turrets and everything. Yeah, else. Mm-hmm. I really did like that. I thought it was too long just because I think a lot of the stuff in this movie goes too long. But <sighs> yeah, overall, like if this had been the climax of the movie, I would have found that perfectly acceptable. Like, and and I, really I wish that Tony Jaa had had a better chance to kind of exhibit the skills that he has. For, for those well. of you that haven't seen a movie featuring Tony Jaw, definitely check him out. He's which for he's reference is sort of the main, um, not he's, the main baddie, but like the, the main that, captain the henchman on the bus. Well, yeah. he's the guy that beats up Brian throughout this movie. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yep. Um, he, he's but, a fantastic martial artist, but absolutely. one of the things that he's super well known for is his parkour skills mm-hmm. and confining him to that tiny bus really kind of, I don't know. I think it just, blocks off a lot of the skill that he could have brought. The, the did, editing but I think a also part of that is it. that the guy Paul Walker probably was not on his level. Like you're you're putting him up against you're putting an incredibly talented martial artist up against a guy who's I mean probably wasn't actually probably Paul wasn't Walker great, to be you know, fair. Yeah, exactly. It's like, probably a body double who's who well, is I mean, probably trained in doing stuff like exactly, that. Exactly. But you know but still probably not on that level. But I think that it's more so an issue with the editing because I sort of pointed this out earlier, but this movie more so than the other movies seems to have this sense of style where like you edit on the punch 
instead yeah. of sort of finding a way to show the punch and feel like the impact of that. And I sort of found it a little noticeable in this movie. And when you guys told me, oh, like he's a really good martial artist, I started paying really close attention to like see if I could find his moves. But when you're a really good martial artist, if you're working within that editing style, uh, it, it can be really not as it's not as easy to appreciate what they're doing. Definitely. And there's actually Absolutely. a great uh, video uh, from a series called Every Frame of Painting on Jackie Chan, where the guy really dissects the difference between Jackie Chan's uh uh, sorry, is Jackie Chan Ch Chinese or Japanese? Chinese, Chinese. Right, so his actual Chinese films um, Shang, are a lot yeah. more effective I because think they were Hong Kong specifically. Okay, the the Hong Kong films they they are actually a lot better than his American films because American cinema has been doing this editing style in action films for years now. Yeah. But Chinese cinema, you know, they're a lot more you know they're a lot more able to embrace you know that aspect of martial arts and it's really crucial for like the comedy he employs because mm -hmm. if you don't see Jackie Chan get hurt when he goes oh like it, it yeah. doesn't really quite have the same like mm -hmm. you're, it's not as endearing you know yeah. so I noticed that here and I thought it was interesting well I, I do like some of the close-up fight scenes just in general like where there are people are fighting in a confined space and I just like this one I don't think they really did it that well just because like you said there's a lot of those cuts but in general like I do like the fight scenes that are very in close quarters. Oh, I do too. Spaces, but I like. You guys, there's a yeah, great there's one a, in Born Ultimatum that's in mm -hmm. a bathroom. <laughs> you know, exactly, like that's yeah. great. Which, uh, it, like, there's another one uh, it called, from a film called Unleashed with Jet Li that takes place in a bathroom stall, and it is unbelievable. Like, it is amazing. Watch, check me, that movie out. Makes me think to the scene in the raid. Yes, as well. Yeah, exactly. Similar. The, well, similar the raid fights. too. Yeah, one of my other favorite movies is Mad Max, where there's, a, there's cars in it. That's, that's fair. Have you guys seen Star Wars? I, you know, I I think that this like. Um, are we just going to do we want to, you know, we're we just going to keep that? shouting out movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the, what do you guys think of the way that this uh, particular part of the um, scene ends? You mean the bus? Yes. Oh, awesome. I when I saw I, it in the trailers, that was well, the first time I thought, oh, this is what Fast and Furious is about. I actually kind of want to see this movie. And I, I was, I thought it looked incredible. I'm a sucker for people hanging out over the edges of cliffs and finding crazy ways to narrowly escape death though. I love those like death defying sure. stunts, yeah. even I, if I most like of the, it. it's probably CG. And, and I like when he has to like dodge the body of the driver, like falling yeah. out past no, him. That whole part I really actually did enjoy. And I like the idea of him running up the bus as it's falling to do it. It's specifically the ending itself where Letty, for no reason, she doesn't know that this is oh, what's going on with Ryan. There's not. Yeah, she sees him. The way she the, knows the that he's tipping up. There's no way for her. She's to driving know from there. the side. She's not driving head on. She sees him running up the bus. No, she's, she's driving, driving head on because she was following the bus. It doesn't make sense. There's on. no she reason has, for her to do this. Ben. I genuinely like it better if she just did it for fun. And if it makes you like it better, then I'm going to yep, go ahead and say that's canon. That's what funny. happened. Yep. There's yeah. nothing mm -hmm. about the movie that says she didn't. So my head canon is she did it for fun. And I mean, was like, guys, oh, I, th I think we I all agree she just did it for fun. Yep, she yeah, did it for fun. Also, the way that Vin Diesel gets out of his scene is incredibly dumb. We have to unpack that one. Let's talk about it. First of all, he doesn't even get to that part where he ends the scene. He has to get there first. And that starts with uh, what's her face? Na Nathalie Emmanuel. Yeah. Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah, Ramsey. Sliding around on the roof of his car while he's going 100 miles an hour. I legitimately like how he like 
did that thing where he bumped up the he front of his car and popped her into. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. actually kind of clever yeah. and cool yeah. and seemed like something Dom would do. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I, um, but uh, then it gets to the scene where he's on the cliff, right? Like yeah. he's on the edge of the cliff. Yeah. But I don't understand. This has happened multiple times in this franchise. Hey, the person we're trying to save has landed on the hood of my car. What should I do? Slow down to a stop. Thank you. Yes, exactly. It makes because no. Now to be fair, point, Shaw is no, trying to murder. No, at that not point, yet. Right. Not fired. yet. He has plenty of time. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it and makes so, no sense. But but for sake of the movie, he doesn't because right, Brian is still that is animal. way less entertaining. This Brian is literally is the, the first bus. time I've even considered that being an option. Because when I'm watching these that's movies, why, that's why you're able to watch these movies and enjoy them, Chris. Because that's you're not thinking about that part of it. But that's, that's why I can't. That's it what doesn't they're make any sense. They're designed. I mean, it's literally called the Fast and the Furious. The last thing I want to happen is for them to slow down ever. So come up with a better way to do this. Their plan was to throw her on the hood and have her crawl in. That's the dumbest yes, plan you could possibly come up with. I know that's idiocy. That is why these movies are dumb. How their else plans are they dumb. How else are they going to get her on the side of the car? I don't. No, I'm not the one making the movie. But Jason, what, well, someone brought up Jason Statham. On something, at least provide a better. Put a chair on your car. And start <laughs> oh, yeah. You're full That's of a shit. Way to do full it. Full of shit. So back to Mad Max. I, I will not read anything you ever write again. <laughs> you never have. You want, I have. You want it to be like a hat from Rocket League, like a chair. Be, don't tell me you guys wouldn't be cheering if like he <laughs> pressed a button and a chair came up from his car for her to jump into. Oh my then god. She landed in. As Paul Walker flung her out exactly. of the bus. Exactly. That would be, you guys would have cheered and laughed and just cried with And you would have hated it. it. I would have because this is a stupid movie and this is a stupid plan. Here's the thing. I can always believe a movie can be better. Uh, almost any movie can have ways to be improved. This is not something okay. I thought we would ever talk about wait, wait, wait. for you improving this better movie. plan? Paul Walker shoots the guy controlling the bus and then starts driving the freaking bus that's a tank. Right? What? Why is there no re- like that's what happens eventually? The, the t- <laughs> Why didn't Paul Walker just shoot the guy um, driving the bus and start driving? Because Paul Walker doesn't what? have his D class license. He didn't have time. Yes, he did. There was a long scene where there was no one else in the car co- in the thing because the bus him. had flipped. No. Are you saying flipped, before no, Ramsey instead of, instead of throwing Natalie Emmanuel onto Vin's car, why didn't he put her into the passenger seat of the thing or get let her control the guns on the car while he drives it? Because Tony Jaw is still in it at that point. He's, he's unconscious. Th- Throw his ass out. What? Yeah, make I, I have no rebuttal for that. <laughs> then we wouldn't have had him jumping off of the bus on the edge of the cliff, and it yeah, wouldn't have been as cool. cool. <laughs> I'm fine with that. No, I love that. I don't think the reason that a movie like Mad Max Fury Road works as well as it does for me is that everything that happens in that movie follows a coherent amount of sense to me. I see why they're doing the things that they are. In this movie, I don't, and that's why it doesn't work for me. So I start questioning the movie, so I'm taken out of the action scene. I can totally understand that. Um, that's I, that that makes perfect sense in line with like why you don't like this movie. Yeah. And I think that's also one of the things that Mad Max Fury Road does super well. Uh, it's just like it's so hard for me to come up with a rebuttal because it's just not something I've thought about. And it's it's going to make rewatching it worse. And I'm really sad about that. I am. Not, I am happy to have taken <laughs> um, a little but bit here's of joy the thing. from your here's life. The thing. I, I don't understand why they would slow down in light of the fact that Shaw is pursuing them. Sure. Shaw isn't pursuing them until after he has thrown her onto his, his onto yeah. the hood of his truck. Really? I thought they've a, seen that the car already. No, they it's already, for a significant like, amount of time. Yeah. It is for a decent you may amount be right. of time where they could have yeah. slowed down. 
or just taking over the bus. Which Shaw coming into it actually brings us back to what we were initially talking about, right. which was Vin Diesel's final escape. Right. Because because he and Shaw kind of duke it out with each other while uh, while Dom down. has while Dom has Ramsey in his car. They like tear down the cliff through the forest and everything until Vin Diesel kind of stops at the cliff's edge. There. I'm gonna say it. It's a cool stunt. It's fun to watch. It is legitimately really stupid, which is why uh, it's not a cool stunt what, and not Ron fun to watch came in for and me. Saved the day. You didn't like that? That was awesome. The, co- the what makes it what makes a also cool stunt dumb. is not necessarily all of the plot bits that surround it. I'm able to look at the stunt that and is, say, that true, yes. "Oh, that like that's well executed. Yes, this is immersive. This is interesting to I, me. I can't agree. It with may that. not be in the plot as it fun for me because it doesn't matter as much to the story or makes the story worse. But the stunt itself is fun, and I like the fact that it's in the movie. But the setup for it is so laughably in. To me, this is more ridiculous than them pulling cars out of the plane, which I think is crazy. So, so we're clear. The, the the setup that he's talking about is Dom's in his car and he's at this this stopping point and he has been surrounded by the uh, the terrorist guy and his goons who are pointing guns at him. This makes no sense for multiple reasons, especially since the car that Dom's in has been very, very clearly pointed out to be completely bulletproof. So they're in no danger from being shot. Like there's nothing that those guys could do to hurt them it's not bulletproof yes it is he got I shot like directly into the the, the thing of the can't like it's him, like resistant he would have gotten shot like it's reinforced but only only uh ludicrous's character's jeep thing was actually, actually bulletproof 100 bulletproof yes but these guys assault rifles is not going to do grenade what launchers would have been a lot wiser exactly. i agree if like they had been there or someone had been there with an rpg that would have been great yes but and they had they those have, at one point exactly so and so there's no reason for them not to but have them. for me what lost me is that stupid dust cloud the idea dust cloud. like i like the that he doesn't even escape through like he waits for it to settle also why what was that why did they feel the the need to have jason statham show up with a sniper rifle like what (laughs) there's no reason to add that in it just seems like he was gonna yes i realized he he was was going to shoot him yes thank you but But there was no reason to put that there for exact for what was about to happen it was necessary because later jason statham's gonna team up with the terrorists and that's fine but he can't remember because of the amnesia so like if you look at how everything stacks up anyway but like this dust cloud is just like everything in the movie I get that like physically and like in regards of like, oh, like people can't survive those things that from this series, I'm able to have a really thick sort of fourth wall that I can establish and be like, okay, well, whatever. Like that's what I'm in for the ride here. But I also have to believe that there's like a method to the madness and and there's no method to the dust cloud. And that means there's no method really to them jumping off of the cliff. Exactly. Because there's no reason for him to throw up the dust cloud. If he's just going to drive off the cliff, he could have done that just as easily before. Also, it sort of seems like he, doesn't really escape like he's just sort of down there and do they really not have the means to like lob a couple like grenades or more rpgs that where they're standing down if or if brian and they and the other crew can get down there to pull him out of the wreckage why can't these guys get back in their cars and drive down there to get them yeah like it just i keep hitting my mic it it just i i really don't like that as like a bit in the movie. Like yeah. it, it, to awful. me, it was really close to being cool. I think they just fell in love with the idea of the scene, but you pointed it out later, like Vin Diesel's conscious and the girl is not, it would have been so much better if they flipped it. It would have also made more sense because he gave his helmet to her. Right. Like it, I would have liked it way more if he woke up in the scene and then they introduced him to her. And it's like, yeah, we've met her. She's awesome. Uh-huh. And but he's Dom like, why a- do you trust us? They could still have all the same dialogue. But Dom has to be a perfect invincible superhero this is the first time 
I agree that that is a huge problem. I, yeah. I can't understand why this is the first time because it's the exact same thing that's been happening throughout in, the series. In the rest of the movie, I feel like if you take his invincibility away from him, it doesn't necessarily make it better in light of that fourth wall that I talked about. Right. It's part of what I'm in for, sure. but there's a method to his madness. Mm-hmm. You know, He's only doing things he knows he's capable right. of or he thinks he can get away it's with. It's because it would be this, cool for him to give her the helmet and then him be injured because he gave her the helmet. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, to me, I agree. Yeah, yeah. It, it adds method to his madness sure. and it just takes it away from it to me. So anyway, I feel like we can kind of skip over a little bit here. All that really happens is, okay, plot, plot, plot. She Natalie Emmanuel gave it to an Indian guy and he sold it to, he sold it inside a car for a certain reason and it's dumb. But There's they, an, another they booty have to break shot, into a place. Booty Na- shot of yeah. plenty. And they have to break into a place and, you know, things go wrong as they do. Now, okay, so here's the thing that I actually had a pretty legitimate problem with. They're trying to sell Letty as the tough girl and give her a fight scene, right? Why do they need to have all the soldier guards that Ronda Rousey brings in with her be girls too. Why can't uh, uh, Michelle Rodriguez beat up some dudes? No reason. That, I don't know. I, that I really like bothered me in the yeah, movie. I, like, didn't, I didn't like I it. am far from the most like knee-jerk feminist type person, but there's no need for that. Like it's like having Ronda Rousey there to be the heavy, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. That's cool. And she does a fantastic job with that. I'm sad that she gets taken out as easily as she did does. Um, even though she does do, you know, she she at least gets even with, with Michelle Rodriguez. But it's just really bothersome to me that they felt the need to specifically call out, okay, these are girls that uh, Michelle Rodriguez is fighting as the goons beforehand. Yeah. Also, it doesn't make any sense that Michelle Rodriguez is an awesome fighter who can take on all of these people, but no. that's a different issue. I, I like the fight, but I, I sort of agree, actually. I think that it doesn't add anything to make them all be women, and it sort of communicates, I think, the opposite of what they're going for. It's like, oh, they can employ women bodyguards, too, and it's like, yeah, but if I you want to be feminist about it, you should just let them be dudes and let the women I specifically win. think that they were not going that direction. I think it was just, we need to have a fight with a girl she can't fight a dude that'd be ridiculous like I get no, like if they had called it out like if Ronda Rousey had specifically like been like round up rounded up her uh, posse or whatever and they're all girls and, like, and they were all she's awesome in charge. maybe exactly like that could have worked but because of the way they did it it just seems like okay girls have to fight girls they just have women cannon fodder now exactly. which isn't which isn't really better I, I sort of agree it's like, a, it's, like if they had women cannon fodder and the guys were fighting them equally that would be great well, right it's specifically only scene, Michelle Rodriguez knocked out one of the bodyguards. Yeah, but we don't see that fight. We don't see that fight. It's a thing that actually I think happens off screen or is just a quick like, bam, it's done. It, it, it's on screen, but it's a quick like one-two punch. It's not an actual fight scene. Fight yeah. scene. In she, one, she tricks him with her feminine wiles. In sure. one of our first episodes of this, I think it was actually the first movie, Rick, you brought up how like very unfeminist it was and I sort of defended it as being like not that bad, but still like had room for improvement or like mm-hmm. it could have treated its female characters better. This movie, I, I, I don't know how to feel about it in that regard because on the one hand, you know, they do a lot of empowering for their women, but then they also do things like that and there are more butt shots per minute of screen time in this movie than in any of the other ones combined. And I mean, I wouldn't it's, go that far. It's, it's a little uncomfortable. for me as it is anywhere maybe else. not combined but it felt like there was a lot more it does feel like there's a lot of male gaze in this movie and it made me a little uncomfortable as well and i i don't know i don't really know where i've settled on it but i'm leaning towards that this is worse on that scale and I that mean, hurts the movie for be, me to be honest like the, the the level of male gaze it didn't seem any more egregious than any other so i didn't notice it like it didn't, it didn't it's usually confined me, to the but, one drift scene right and in this well, movie it's in the drift I mean, scene it's in the party scene there's usually and, a couple throughout the thing of scenes of that type of thing going yeah on. i 
guess. Anyway, but, but that's that's all I really want to say. I mean, we do have another stupid thing where they smash through some buildings. Oh, no, 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 no. If you guys want to talk about that, go ahead. No, no, no. Well, I'm, I'm like, all I have to say is it's dumb. Oh, it was so awesome. I love that they are so confident in how cool it is to race one car from one building to another that they did it twice. <laughs> I can't well, you mean like the filmmakers are. Are that confident? In yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, both, I guess. But the filmmakers, because it's like, you know what? It's, it's that rare scene where you're like, all right, that was really cool. Let's do it again immediately. Like, don't treat it like a Chekhov's gun. Just let's do it again. And it's going to be <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I, enjoyed, I loved it. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed like the setup where he's like where they're trying to get it at first while it's still in the vault. And Vin Diesel picks up the car. That's why he can lift the engine block in four. Exactly. It's just like a tenth oh, of a car. Really strong. Yeah, exactly. He's really strong. And, and like Brian, like kind of looks at him like right before he goes underneath the car. And is like, you got this right. <laughs> just like as a joke, like <laughs> kind of poking fun yeah. at the fact that he's beefy and can is magical and can lift anything and super strong. I'm surprised that there haven't been any memes or like short fan films of like the, uh, the Toretto carjack where you just like combines into this little thing that fits in your trunk. And he's like, Oh, I have a flat. You just pull out Vin Diesel. And just like, you just set him underneath. You just set him underneath and he's not doing anything. You're just like family. And then he just like lifts the car. (laughs) Family. Yep. I thought this beat worked really well and I thought it was a lot of fun and I also thought it was pretty well shot. Actually. Um, I did think that this is the part where, uh, Roman's comedic bit sort of lost me. It was a little weird. I, I he, thought it was a little funny, but it was just like, uh, it, it's still, it's still happening. The whole, you've got to embarrass yourself to achieve an objective sort of comedic trope. just doesn't really settle well with me. I don't find it funny. Yeah. I just find it uncomfortable and I'm like, oh, okay, I get why this is happening, but it's weird. Yeah. Like I enjoyed like the first section where he's like, Hey, um, like what am I supposed to do? It's like, Oh, you're our special teams. You're there when we need you and you just need to shine bright. And I thought that was hilarious. And he's like, okay, now we need you to come in. He's like, you know, it was like, Oh, Hey, are you jazz? Like, you know, starting his routine and i like, like that he oh, has no. his own moment where exactly. he actually does something but i don't like the thing that he does i guess well no like i i enjoy the first part of it when it's happening it's like oh no it's the same one again <laughs> and it's just like and like if they would have just left it alone at that and maybe just come back just a little bit less to that um i would have enjoyed it more but it's just like after after the first section where it's like, oh, he's doing this again. It's just like, oh, okay, this is not funny anymore. Why so, is this still happening? <laughs> so the next thing that happens well, is they use we, the device. We did miss one little thing about Dom and Letty. In the, when, elevator. In the elevator. Oh, yeah. I realized that just now. Uh, I thought it was a pretty nice bit of foreshadowing. Although I think it's weird that later he's like, this remind, the clothes remind me of like a special day. But he was wearing a wife beater. Uh, in that scene yeah. when and like that well hey, why like, do the clothes well, remind think, you of that I mean he was trying to like say that what she was wearing even though that she was wearing white but she was wearing a dress in that scene and it's that like, is got to be unusual for letty exactly exactly so i think that's what he was more referencing not necessarily what he was wearing that's fair enough but yeah it, it's super weird in my opinion it really is one of the things that really didn't work for me in the movie not this scene in particular but the meaning it has later so that's why i wanted to call it out here this scene being there i got you it was um, a little odd like just that's that quick and with the flashbacks it seemed like okay what are they trying to set up for this so 
I am curious for you guys at this point as we're going in towards the the oh we're not even at the final shoot oh jeez okay we're so more next, we're almost eighty next we get to the notes. point where they're like okay we have the MacGuffin we found Shaw we follow him yay and they go there why the <laughs> freaking hell do they bring the God's Eye with them? Okay, so my understanding is that the God's Eye is not just like Google Maps. That is like not it's correct. More, they do it in the computer room right there. They're like, Shaw, he is right there. Bam, done. Go get him. Well, hold on. You didn't let me finish. Okay, go it's ahead. It's like Google Maps Plus. Okay. So like <laughs> you're able to actually go into like this room and see where I'm sitting in this room, sure. basically, as okay. long as there is a cell phone nearby. Sure. So I think the idea was that they don't know this space he's in. So they're bringing the God's Eye so they can be like, right, he is definitely 100 feet in front of us. And he'll be around a corner. You know how you could do that also? You could have Tej in the computer room still and be on the phone and be like, hey, guess what? He's in that room right there. That's fair enough. It is absolutely absurd that they bring the thing there. But there's no other way for the villains to get it again. Which is dumb. And another reason this movie doesn't work for me. That's all I wanted to say. I'm done, you guys. Okay, but I, on the, to be fair, I do once like they scene, get in though. the room, I do love the way that they're like, it's super tense, they're getting in there, and when they finally find Shaw, he's just sitting there eating a steak. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. That's fantastic. It's, it's and a, Kurt Russell's moment is pretty sweet, too. I, love, I do love that. It's, I like it's that really he hokey a minor, and fun, badass moment. Yeah. But, but he, like, his glasses he's been wearing like the whole time, they go green, and like, oh, he has like his own little superpower. Okay, so through the movie, there's with, with Kurt Russell, there's been one soldier guy that got a moment. He gets shot in this scene, right? I yeah. was not a sure couple, about that. Oh, yeah. Okay, he's the guy that dies, and then and Kurt drops Russell the iPad, on the, yeah. Okay, cool, gotcha. Okay, that's all I want to know. I don't care about him. He's not a real character, but I wanted no. to be sure that he also died with the other the red shirts who exactly huh there were other red other red shirts i mean the, the, the guy oh, who gets the, the guy who just confirming told, all like, the soldiers that died? i was confirming oh, that the soldier that had a that name or tag that got lines got killed oh okay yeah right yeah that that I, totally happened i wasn't sure like i genuinely didn't know but I, okay i like shaw again and again, I think this goes back to, like I was saying earlier, he meets each of these main like machismo guys on their level. And I mean, you disagree with me as far as the game of chicken. But but going back to this one, I think he meets Kurt Russell on his level. I do agree. where yeah. Kurt Russell like, you know, OK, we've played by your street rules, Dom. Now we're coming in with the army. And so right. he brings the army in and he's sitting there. and He's like, you know what? I've got my own army. I've got my own friends. And he brings in his crew. I really do like that. Yeah. It's been a trap. I, I would like it better if it had seemed like, OK, I don't understand why no one just shoots Shaw in the face right now. But OK, whatever. But it may have been they were trying to capture him or something. I don't know. Anyway, they uh, it, this scene is actually I enjoy the I enjoy this as a whole. You know, I, I like I'm glad when Kurt Russell is alive, despite that being also problematic to me, because, again, no one's getting hurt except for the guy that didn't matter. Um, but overall, I, I enjoy this. Like, it's a fun thing. So then uh, they drive away and Kurt Russell has his own insurance. Yeah. He has a pretty funny bit, probably my favorite bit in the movie where he's like, I got to tell you something. Gotta try that ale, man. It's so <laughs> much better really, than yeah, the Corona. That yeah, that was, good. That was really it was good. really endearing and funny, and probably one of my favorite jokes in the series because yeah. I saw it the first time and laughed. This time, I totally forgot it existed and was just as surprised. <laughs> I and agree. found it very funny. I liked it again. Kurt Russell, awesome. I hope that I definitely hope they bring him back in future movies. Me as well. I kind of do as well. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So anyway, we get into the final, really freaking long thing chase thing. 
Yeah, and I don't really understand. So okay. I like a lot of this, what? but I I'm also not a huge fan can, of it as a whole. Can you okay? So why are they trying to hack the god's eye just to steal it back? Was that the idea? Essentially, to, okay. to render it useless. Because the, the idea is that this tool in the hands of terrorists is right. going to be so catastrophic. In, remember and how in Call only- of Duty you could call a UAV? They're basically calling a counter UAV by hacking it. They're I making it. I didn't play a lot of Call of Duty. Oh, I thought you and Derek used to play a lot of Call of Duty. We, they're trying, they're we trying to break the god's eye. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get that that's what they were attempting to do. I yeah. thought they were trying to use the God's Eye to catch, to find Shaw again. No, so. they're, they're just trying to break it so that terrorists can't use it to do all their terroristy okay. things. They may have and dropped the that line and I just And the terrorists it. know that they're trying to do that, so they're trying to kill Ramsey. Right. Because she's the only one who could she, do it. Who or she could she's the only one who can load the loading bar and furiously yeah. tap the screen for no reason. Right. Or maybe play a game of Pokemon Go while it's happening and then keep making sure that the progress bar is ticking down. Hacking in movies is this, so weird. This this <laughs> whole climax is way too long for me, guys. I, like, I'm already they, tired from the previous long action scenes, but this one just feels interminable. To me, this one didn't feel very dynamic. It didn't feel like, directed, because I, didn't, again, I, really, I didn't know what they were trying to do with the God's Eye, and it was really confusing to me, because the I, only thing I thought was that they were trying to find Shaw, and Dominic found Shaw pretty easy. So. My thing with it is that, like, I, I, the first time I saw it, I, I understood everything, but what I just don't like these set pieces Mm -hmm. because the helicopter it's most, I'm pretty sure like that's just a completely CG helicopter. I don't think they used a real helicopter there and they certainly didn't use a real predator drone. So all these bits here, they just don't work for me because I can't believe that any of it's actually happening, even on like a stunt devil level. <laughs> and in the last movie, that's one of the things that I felt like really worked about it is okay. I saw these be- these beats playing out and I believed the environment. In this, in this one, I don't really believe the environment. Hmm. And I just found it really weird. I didn't find it nearly as thrilling yeah. as previous set pieces. Um, having said that, I like a lot of the bits here. I know that you're going to have very poor things to say about Dwayne The Rock Johnson's re Entry, but not, I thought it it's was not nearly awesome. as bad as I initially thought. I mean, um, I, I genuinely don't actually mind the the way the Rock got out of the cast. It's dumb, but it's not as egregious as I initially thought it was. Dad has got to go to work. <laughs> I mean, it, that's really bad because I mean his arm would be atrophied from lack of use. But to be fair, like I'll I'll you know get past that and say like you know I thought that what had happened was he had initially broken his arm and then five minutes later snapped out of the cast, and that's no. not what happens. There's clear no. amount of uh, time for him to heal, and no. I'm. I'm cool when, with that. When I say that I think you hated the rocks reentry, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the ramp with the. Yeah, that's what I was originally okay. referring to. So the, but there's uh, the reason I hate that is there's no reason for it. So the rock finds out that stuff's going on because the bad guys blow up a tower that makes it so Emmanuel can't uh, do her tapping. Because that's on the how computer. cell towers work. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Which makes no sense. So he runs and hops into a ambulance. And I like that. I like that he just stole yeah, the ambulance from the hospital. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> So Letty is driving uh, Ramsey through a tunnel and they're being chased by the U- the the predator drone, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. And the way that they escape this is they get out of the tunnel and the rock drives his ambulance off of the top of the tunnel and smashes into the UAV. But he had no way of knowing what was going on. He wasn't in contact with this group. He didn't have like a radio to the police force to get an idea of what's going on. There's no reason for him to drive this thing off. It literally looks as though he like lost control of it for no reason. (laughs) Does that really make it worse? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) 
he has. But if he's just like, oh no, I got a flat, he crashes it, and like that was really lucky. I would have laughed at that. Like if he had like gotten out of it, seen what happened, and then like clearly played it off, that would have been amazing. I would have loved that. But the way that they do it is so in just it's dumb. Like I don't enjoy it if there's no reason for them to be acting. Sense, Rick. Maybe he heard the explosion. Spider sense, and Dom has his bad car sense. It's not fun. Like, and that's the ultimate part for me. It, it, I thought I, it was very I, fun. I agree it that the he, there's no way he knows that that drone's coming out. I still thought it was a fun stunt, and I liked that he just crashed it. It reminded ex, me a lot execution. of Bruce no, Willis ramping his car into the helicopter. Well, that's the end. That's Vin Diesel's thing with the yeah. grenades on the helicopter but you're talking the, about, right? The problem with this I'm is... Talking, we're talking about Dwayne The Rock Johnson no, going yeah, off the knows. bridge. I, I, He's I, just saying it reminded I'm, him I'm of the helicopter talking about, like, dying of the day. Oh, yeah. Well, that's no, what I thought you were talking about. He's just saying it reminded him of it. It reminds me of that. It just like, I like I like people using land vehicles to destroy air vehicles. I like, do, too. Those are fun I, big stuff. Fan, that's big fun. fan. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I like if they'd figured out another way to make this work, it would be fine. But the, it's just a lack of thought. And it bothers me. And I don't know why it doesn't bother you. Like, this is exactly the same thing that was going on in the last scene. There's no reason for him to do this. Just like there's no reason for Vin Diesel to throw up that that. Uh, cloud of dust. What do you mean the last scene? Like the there's last, no the reason for them to bring in like. the, the the reason for them to bring in the electronics or the scene that you said you didn't like where Vin Diesel spun around and doing a little, did the wheel of dust. Doing a little there's exactly oh, no. the same amount of reason for the rock to drive no, his car it's off not of the that. Same. It is. There's no logic to it. It makes no sense. It's the same damn thing that's been the wrong with this whole series. Yeah, but this one's a cool stunt and it's fun to watch. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not that big a deal. Like you could easily make up something to explain this, but they don't even bother. I I, mean, I, buy, see, I see why you're critiquing it, but I still enjoyed it. Like, yes, just because, you're right. Just because there's, there's, there's no, no reason and they don't explain it, but I still like seeing an ambulance crash through a drone. For some reason, I believe The Rock knew that the Predator well, no, was Rick, they're all, there's, The difference I is... Okay, okay, but okay I we've done this. It. We've done this. I get it. I'm wrong. Whatever. Let's move on to the next stupid thing that this movie does. If, if I could re-explain the dust scene, though. To me, I don't understand the payoff for the dust scene, but the, the payoff for this scene is very visible and is clear on screen whether or not it's appropriate that he would have known about it is an arguable point i think so you don't need a setup you need a a a reasonable payoff for me that was the big reason why the dust cloud did not work for me is because there's there's no no payoff for it it's just there if there's no setup for me there's no payoff it's not a payoff it's just a thing that happened and that's not entertaining to me and i feel like that explains why you don't like so much of this series because this series centers so much more on payoff than it does on setup i think yeah and they uh, want to surprise you like with roman randomly coming in to save the day with shaw and vin diesel while they're racing down the mountain like there's no setup for that it's just it's just payoff right it's just it's a surprise they they want to surprise you more than set you up for something and you can do both though is the thing like they the way that they did a couple movies ago with brian crashing into that guy from the wrong window you can do both and it makes it so much better in every way and the way that they do it, it's lazy. There's no reason for them not to come up with a justification for this. I, I mean, I can agree that it's better when you have both the setup and the payoff because you can feel the weight of that the payoff carries with it when they find when they're able to pull something off. But like Chris said, I think that's much more important to you than it has been to the rest of us. We're still able to enjoy this movie for, would, for uh, the results that we get. I agree, but I think the caveat would be that I think that like for me. It's. It, I just think it's a little easier for me than it is for you. Not on a like I'm better at this than you right. or anything yeah. way, but I just 
I am more able to meet this movie on its level because I believe that like the filmmakers, they're aware that they're doing that and they're aware they're saying no to this in exchange for this. And they're hoping their audience will be okay with that. And in this regard, I'm okay with that. In the same regard, I will not like a movie less that works more on setup than payoff necessarily, but it, that's a different beast. And the filmmakers are working on that intentionally and whether or not I tap into that is another story. And that's another franchise. And that's a, another discussion for whatever series we do that might have that element. So for me in this series, I think that as a filmmaker, you say yes and no to a lot of things that you could choose to do. These filmmakers said no to a lot of the setup and in favor of that payoff. And if they hadn't have done that, if they had forced themselves, no, this is the only way to do it, set up and pay off equally. They have to say no to a lot of stuff that might have not been able to make it into the movie because they don't have the time or the budget for it. This movie is already absurdly long. I agree. You can take out a lot of the needless action beats here and set up some and make some better action scenes. Like, and there's, that's there's why, no reason not to do that. And that's why when we agree that something is needless, I feel very strongly about it. And I'm like, no, this does make it longer. They could have had another scene where the rock drove off a bridge and blew up a, a helicopter of some sort. That That's where I'm coming from because that's what I like about it. But when they do a scene that doesn't add anything to that goal, that's why it bothers me. Right. And that's why I think it's unnecessary. But uh, I mean, you know, in general, I feel very much the same way that you feel about this scene in a lot of ways. I feel like that for a lot of reasons I've already stated, it just doesn't have that tangible, you know, action movie quality to it that a lot of the other set pieces have had. Um, but I would like to talk about the fight scene that Paul Walker has with. I was going to say, do we need to say anything about it? It's kind of perfunctory. It's, it's funnish, I guess. I feel like we just verbally hugged it out. <laughs> nice. I mean, I, I kind of run out of steam for hate for this movie. Like at that point, I think that's, the, do you not like that, the choreography of that fight scene? No, though? The, the one with it, Paul Walker and Tony Shaw, not, not, it's, it's very, it's very middle of the road. Like it's, it's fine. I, th there, I like that. I can see, um, Tony Jaws Muay Thai on display in a couple of the moves that he does. Because I feel like it's better but, here. But I feel like it's a lot better he there. He has more room to, to move, and that helps a lot for, for his particular style and what he's particularly good at. And he does get some cool parkour stuff in. But, I mean, overall, it's I have, I've seen him particular in particular do more cool things better in better movies. And Paul Walker doesn't really bring anything necessarily to, to the thing to make it stand out. So I, it's very middle of the road. For I me. really like that GoPro-y effect of them sliding down the stairs on the door. Yeah, I thought that, that was, was awesome. That was that, awesome. that particular moment was really wood. Yeah. yeah. Was really wood. Is that a door pun? <laughs> was uh, very good. It was very well done. Yeah, it was a very unique thing that I'd never seen before, and I did like that. Mm -hmm. um, what about the? And this is the last two things I guess I'd want to talk about. The scene on the roof with Vin Diesel and Jason I really Statham. do not like this fight specifically because of how good the fight with Hobbs was earlier, and this does everything to me wrong that that fight did well with the other fight you can see specific beats play out of the fight going on of okay the rock has overpowered him here but he gets out of that situation using his particular dexterity okay and he fights him for a while but the rock toughs it out and you know there's a back and forth going on there with this it's just them hitting each other and there's no nothing interesting to me about it i do like the callback to that scene you really didn't like earlier though where they're playing chicken yes and he outsmarts I liked, him i liked the callback cool yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that Vin Diesel <laughs> learned his lesson and brought a gun and it also fits his character that he would go ahead and shoot the shots off so that he can and him can fight it out. I think that's kind of dumb, but it works like it. It, it, it goes with his character. Exactly. Like it, it, works. it fits pretty well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, but yeah, like I said, overall, I find this this last fight very disappointing. I, I like the beginning of it, kind of what we just discussed. I really don't like the way that it ends. Me neither. The, the Hulk foot? The Hulk smash. Oh, like, yeah. I thought it was oh, hilarious. Man. And I would have liked that a lot if it had screwed both of them up. 
Like yeah. it fallen in with it. Yeah, exactly. That would oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I mean, like the the way this ends is kind of the same, at least a little bit the same way that the other two fights with like actual martial artists in this movie end, where it's just like, oh, okay, then I guess they just got knocked out because they were unlucky or yeah. whatever. Like Ronda Rousey and Michelle the, Rodriguez, the script said it off. was time for the fight to end, so it ended. Yeah, exactly. They fall off the ledge and Ronda Rousey's character is knocked out when they land on the table, but Michelle Rodriguez isn't knocked out and like has somebody there to help her get up yeah. and get away. And then Tony Jaa is the way he loses his fight with Paul Walker's like, Oh, um, I'm going to hook you to this and push it off. I and did like that because it said, I do like, spe- because specifically it said that, uh, that Paul Walker was, was not losing. Yeah, he was losing it. He was going to lose the fight, but through a creative means, he found a way to win the fight. And I did mm-hmm. like that particular aspect. I did like that, but I, it's one of those things just like, okay, these people are obviously like martial artists, so they can't show them getting beat because they're, they're confident or their ego won't let them right. get actually beaten by an actor or something like that. that just, but it I mean, kind of makes also, me feel that way a little bit about it. And I've also seen that exact thing play out in several other action movies where we have a non martial artist against a actual martial artist and they have to come up with some creative way. And it wasn't particularly more creative than any of those. Like, and it was, mm-hmm. you know, just I whatever. Felt the, the Tony Jaw one was creative, but with the Vin Diesel and, uh, yeah. like with Dom and, uh, Jason Statham was yeah. just like, Oh, I'm just going to stomp on this <laughs> and it's going to, continue to collapse is just like uh why does he have to so stupid but why does he have to go out that way like why can't they just like keep like he just beat him into the ground or yeah exactly it has to be i would have loved it if he had won the fight but then like he see like and he's about to kill dom and then we see the other people coming and he has to run away that would have made him so much more threatening when he clearly is going to show up in the next movie or or he beats dom is about to beat him to death and then the helicopter dudes are like yeah we're done with this guy and then th- and then they blow it up sure. and he falls through the hole that'd be something. great too like i i just wish that this had played out differently honestly like or if they were going to do this that they had left um left it clear that he could have won but it seems like he just clearly lost and so that took away it, between that and the fact that he has shown up several times and not gotten any closer to accomplishing his goal at the beginning of the movie you know he took down hobbs he killed han but then he's shown up several times and he just hasn't been effective since. And it's really killed the momentum of Jason Statham as a credible villain for me. I feel like well, he's succeeded in a lot of ways, but he's just never really like, you know, I don't know how to explain it. I, I don't ever feel like the team's gotten the one up on him. I feel like they always narrowly get out of his grasp. And I feel like that's different. I think uh, on the mountain, they kind of one up him a little bit and they kind of escape because I guess that's what the sniper um, scene is for is to show that they got away. But like in the in the Middle East where they're jumping, mm-hmm. they are running away from him. Yeah, like like when, they, when they run out of the thing. But the thing is, they haven't lost anything about you. They've lost a plot MacGuffin and a guy that we didn't care about. And that's that again, what made him seem very dangerous to me at the beginning of this movie was Han was very dead. He had caused that he had taken down Hobbs, but since then he didn't accomplish anything. So I I guess I never thought of it that way. And it's, it's sort of a fair point. I do feel like the previous villain was probably a little more successful in that regard in terms of he had more successes, but I still like Jason Statham more. 
as yeah, a I agree with person. that. Jason Statham has a lot more charisma than that guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, so let's go on to, to the, Dom. Uh, uh, Dom finally this, yeah. pretends to like, okay, some, some action stuff happens. Dom gets <laughs> a That's the scene I thought you were referencing from Die Hard. I would have loved it. I would have loved it if you'd rammed the car into it and not just like <laughs> hung somehow a yeah, bag of like, grenades on there. So the rock shoots it. Again, how does the rock know how to do, to know to do that? It's another thing that just doesn't make any sense. It's his action sense. I don't know, man. Exactly. I don't like this way blowing up the helicopter. I would have loved for Dom to just crash his car into it. Yeah, that would have been great. Or like, and he can still have his, his plot armor and come out of it like fainted and almost dead. Or even he could throw it up there, but like pull the pin on one grenade, throw the thing in there. The guy catches it, opens it up and goes like, Oh, grenades. That's what I thought he was going to do when he ramped up there. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Okay. I enjoyed this movie as a whole, but I did not like this final way of taking out the terrorists. I, I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. I, I sort of feel the same way as I feel about the whole like thing. It's like, I like the idea of it. I thought it was crazy when it was happening, but you know, it, it it's not like mind blowing. Like the tank exploding out of the truck was for me. It was just sort of like, eh, it seems like a pretty easy idea to come up with. Yeah. He puts a bunch of grenades up there with his car. So, Anyway, I think that's all we need. Does anyone have anything else before we get into Dom and, and Letty at the end? No, I say we uh, just yeah. go ahead and go this into is, that. This uh. is really dumb. I really don't like it. I would have loved it if they had just stuck with Letty doesn't remember and she's not gonna. Yeah. And that would be really cool because I've never seen that in the amnesia story. They always get their memory back. And to on top of that, add the melodrama of, oh, they were married. Like, it's just dumb, and it's a bad move, and it doesn't add anything. I, I have a love-hate relationship with it. Because, like I said earlier, I'm already on board for their arc, and I like the idea that they bring some sort of conclusion to it. Because otherwise, you know, in every future installment, we're just going to constantly be hearing, like, oh, but I don't remember. And I would hate that. Well, I mean, I think but they, at the should same just, time, they should just get over it, like, and just realize, okay, we're yeah, just going to move on from here. I guess. That would be ideal to me. I agree. I I I even think they, they could have touched on the marriage thing by having like, cause they always do the end of movie. Everyone's happy again thing. They could even have them just get married again and then have Dom thinking back to the first time they got married. That'd be great. And I would just kind of mirror that with them getting married. Now, Letty doesn't know that it's happened before, but Dom does. You could even add in the like he has his family around him now and make it even better for him. Exactly. You know, like there's I a lot of ways you that. could handle that. I, I agree. I, I, I really don't see how like that might just, be better. But because to be I, fair, though, it would I don't be, see that there's any. There's there's no action that spurs her to remember. She yeah. just comes back and is like, "By the way, I remember now." Exactly, and that's, well, that's it shows so I, throughout I agree the entire with movie. Like, I mean, getting it, glimpses, it, it, getting back, glimpses there's of nothing it, that but, suddenly like brings it back like all together. Well, there's the it's the moment in when they're in the in the elevator. She's I think she, she gets, gets her memory back there. That's where I that's what I took from that. Well, I think up until like that point, she like losing Dom. Uh, it. It shocked her enough to remember, which is oh, dumb. And I mean, I, I, that's anyway, how I interpreted it yeah. too. But regardless, the, the, it's a bad beat. They should have done this differently or not done it at all. I think there's some things about it that are really good. Uh, we've, everything that you guys have said that about it's bad, I actually agree with. I don't have any real retorts there. But two things about it I think are good. One thing I think is good about it is that Dom married Letty, which on the, you know, that okay, just yeah. does not seem like something Dom would have done or in Letty any of the earlier matter. movies. Or yeah. Letty, yeah. But the fact that they do really 
really does make their relationship a lot more interesting to me retrospectively because a big problem that, well, it's not really a problem, I, I but it's sort of a, a cliche is that they're both just too badass to seem like lovers, except for when they're hugging, I guess, and you're supposed to buy it. But knowing that they actually like did the truly, really sentimental thing makes it more real to me. And I find that really compelling. And, and as, it adds a little bit more weight to the necklace that he has been going and trying to get throughout the yeah, last yeah. two movies. And that's a sort of an advantage I liked having seen seven is that when this has been showing up, I, those moments have worked a lot better for me. And I haven't been able to really talk about them in depth because I didn't want to spoil anything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I figured you might not the like it anyway. It's almost like their wedding band. Yeah, yeah it, it is. Yeah. That works. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm fine with that. And I, I just really like the fact that it happened. And also, I really like that line that you can't make someone love you. I like yeah, that, that line. Is yeah, fine. exactly. Really you yeah. can't tell somebody that they love you. Yeah, to that's me, fine. To me, that's the best familia bit in the series. Yes. Like, I found yeah. it that's, actually rather profound. That's actually way better than any time that he's talked about family, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I'm, Not that hmm. that's a high bar to jump, <laughs> but it is way better and actually approaches goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely, I think, also... To me, that line is enough to explain why Dom would not, you know, just completely open up to Letty about all this stuff and why he would earlier in the film try to take her to these races. Because now retroactively, we know that that's been his wife yeah. and he's re wanting to reconnect with her. And it makes it really effective, I think. And that's all I really have to say about it. I, yeah. I don't like the execution so much, but I love the idea and I would not want to get rid of it at all for any reason. I, I, I think that there are ways you could get that part of it in there. I agree. Without, without this thing. I ag yeah. totally that's, agree that's that the execution y'all are talking about mm -hmm. yeah. totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I, but, but I, I, I find those bits to be very effective here. And one of the strongest points of the movie also at the, right. if that's possible. So, yeah. So do we need to say anything in particular about the, the actual, you know, letting go of Brian scene? I mean, it's, 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 it's not, I think it's done tastefully. I, I, and it's done I, had, well. I had something that I wanted to say, and I kind of alluded to it during our opener is I, I mentioned that when I was watching this in theaters, I actually got a little misty eyed with this. And my reason for it is not, because of these characters it's because knowing some of the backstory between these actors and their relationship yeah. with because let's be real this is not was, a scene that really is a part of the movie this is very not. much the actual but people saying it's like goodbye an their epilogue friend. right yeah. and and, th yeah. and that's and that's why i like it because it's not dom and roman and whoever else saying goodbye yeah. it's Ludacris and tyrese and vin diesel saying goodbye to paul walker yeah definitely and that was that I think they did it very tastefully. And it's also just like, you're seeing like these guys are saying goodbye to their friend who's died yeah. like on, on film. Yeah. And I think and, it's and that really very effective touching. that it's done on film because that's how we all know him. Like we, none of us met Paul Walker personally. Yeah. So I think We've it's very fitting to just about him, but we yeah, don't know him. It's a lot more effective to like show us the previous movies he's been in because the Paul Walker we know is also Brian. Yeah. Like it, it they really are is. the same and it, we haven't always been on board for the acting and the character, <laughs> but we are, you know, that, that is there's something magical I think that happens between like the person who's the audience member and the person who is the actor and you do sort of form a connection yeah. with them and, 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 and I don't know about you guys but when it, it started off the way that it did and and for me that framed it as this is not these characters saying goodbye this is the actors saying goodbye to their friend yeah and then it did the flashbacks to 
the previous Paul movies. Walker throughout all the movies. And it was really interesting because for me, having it framed that way, it wasn't, these are flashbacks to previous movies. It had now, it now turned into here's Paul Walker and Vin Diesel, like goofing around on set. Yeah. And, and you can see it like, they're joking and, and throwing the lines, the, the lines that you even recognize from these movies, but it, but they're to me, they were no longer lines from these movies, but I, I could see past it to the actors delivering these lines on set and talking with each other and actually getting to know each other th- over the course of filming seven movies. Right, yeah. Cause that's what happened. Like, yeah, these Paul are guys who were, were very much best friends from what I understand. And they were because of these movies. Yeah. Like this is where they got to know each other and got to like, and this is where their friendship was founded. Yeah. You and can so, almost and, see it as like they're it's they're probably therapeutic for them to have yeah. made this sequence. But, but it's the story of their of their friendship and how it came to be, which is mirrored in the movies. Like mm-hmm. you see them going, you know, from people who don't know each other to family. Yeah. And, and I mean, and and knowing the backstory about their relationship outside of the film, like Vin Diesel was family to them, like he went and grieved with Paul Walker's family after the death. Like, like they were very close. And yeah. to me, and to me, that's what was touching. And yeah. and that's, that's why it like, it struck that emotional chord with me. And I, and I, I got a little misty eyed at this because, because it, because it, it felt very genuine in a, in a movie series where not a lot feels genuine. I, I am not an empathetic person by nature. I'm just not, but I, and there's a part of me that says, well, you know, you could have taken this opportunity and I think it would have been really good in a way to, you know, have Paul Walker's character die and you could have used that for the movie. But in reality, like that would have been better, I think, for the story of Fast and Furious. But I think what sure. was better in reality was to do this. And I'm surprised by how tasteful I found that scene. Um, I, I went into it and there was a part of me at the very beginning that's like that. That's a weird thing to say. And then my like brain, with, then it like clicked. with ludicrus and Roman yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then it clicked with me like, that's not what's going on here. This, this is not a part of, to me, this scene doesn't exist in the fast and furious no. world. It's just a thing to let go of Paul Walker. And that's, that's fine. That's, that's kind of beautiful. I'm, I'm not going to say that I got misty eyed. I'm not going to say that I teared up or any, even really felt particularly emotional about it, but I understand why people did, and that makes a lot more sense to me. A lot of things that I was seeing around this movie when it came out make a lot more sense to me now that I've seen this. Mm-hmm. So I found it really encouraging that they knew that the best thing to do was to do like this little montage. And mm-hmm. that seems like such like a, oh, they just threw an iMovie sequence together. But like like I said earlier, like that's our relationship to Brian and Paul Walker. And it's effective for us just as it's effective for the point you brought up where that's how they became friends. And to me, the last shot of the movie is actually the most important bit of that montage where they're on the same road and and Paul Walker's car drifts off into the distance on a different path. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's them saying goodbye and separating from him. And I found that to be a very profound and powerful beat. And I think what's really interesting about that, that montage for me is that it's a montage of Paul Walker smiling and I, yeah. I have very much ragged on Paul Walker throughout this series as in his acting and the character that he played. But what you can see in that montage is how genuine that smile is. And mm-hmm. that's not me complimenting his acting, but you can see the happiness that this person had. And that's a very good thing to put on screen. I yeah. Think. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, Ben, do you haven't talked very much. Would you like to add anything? Oh, well, no, like I, I found this scene very tasteful, just like you guys did. Um, the only 
And I said this earlier in the podcast. I thought the all of the near death experiences for Brian's uh, for Brian throughout the film, like up until this point, I was just like, this is like it's so cheap because they did it so much. Um, I do understand that a lot of those were probably already written in and but it it kind of cheapened it a little bit up until like it actually happened. Um, seeing Vin Diesel and Ludacris and Roman all like, you know, it seemed like there was actually them that were speaking. They weren't speaking lines. They weren't like, yeah, it wasn't scripted. It was just them talking. Yeah. And, um, Ramsey, her character's like, well, aren't you going to say goodbye? Like that's like all those things like seemed so genuine to mm-hmm. me. Um, and like that actually hit home. Like I got just like, like I got a little teary eyed, um, at that scene. Cause it's like, yeah, like, no, these, these are people that have l- like legitimately lost a friend and somebody that they considered family, like legitimately. And I, it really did hit home at that point. It's like, this is a good send off. Like don't kill off his character in the movie. Like, just send him off this way um, as you would like as you would just a brother that you tragically lost. Just like yeah. remember all the goodness and let it go. Let it go. Yeah. So Rick, why don't um, you lead us off? OK. Um, my favorite scene is definitely the first fight scene with Hobbs. I think that came through in the podcast. I explained why there. like it's just a it's a solid fight scene. You see a lot of the two characters going at each other and you you get a lot of who they are through the fight scene. And it's very charming and very charismatic because you have two very charming, very charismatic people who are also one a martial artist and the other a professional wrestler. And that really comes through on the screen. You really see a lot of the physicality and a lot of their acting chops there. And it works fantastically. Um, for least favorite scene, uh, it's man, the action scene, the second and like the, the second and third and fourth big set piece action films, the second and the third one and the fourth one and the fifth one. I mean, they, they just dragged on so long that they bored me and it's hard for me to pick out a specific scene that, that particularly offended me. But honestly, by the end of this movie, I was just tired. Um, I guess if I'm going to pick one specific moment to, to encapsulate that, it's the thing with the rock driving the ambulance off. It just, it didn't work for me. There was no reason for it. It had no, it had no setup for, for a payoff that I found, uh, to be nothing particularly exciting. So there's that. Um, as far as my my rating for the movie, uh, this movie is very middle of the road in a lot of ways. Like if if I can see why someone would enjoy it, I can you know obviously see why someone wouldn't enjoy it. But you know, there's nothing about this movie that stands out to me, even among Fast and Furious movies. Honestly, uh, there's except for the villain. Honestly, uh, he he does a excellent standout job, and so you know there's that, which is a plus. But because the movie is so mediocre and me the middle of the road, I can't give it a good score. It, it, you know, there may be other Fast and Furious movies that I gave similar or higher scores to that I like less than I like this movie. But I'm going to have to give this one a uh, uh, two bags of hand grenades out of five. In a lot of ways, I actually agree with Rick. I think that this is... Uh it's not quite as thrilling as I remembered it being, but the beats that work are also some of the best beats in the franchise as a whole. And that makes it actually really difficult to grade because I want to weight those scenes that really work well, really highly. But at the same time, like the beats that really don't work, I don't want to give those credit by giving the whole movie a really big score. 
the thing that I think is most interesting about this movie is the style. Uh, I don't like the editing so much, but I really like the use of camera here, even though there's a couple of moments where it makes shots feel a little faker. It also makes a lot of action scenes feel really fresh, like the 180 flip during the first scene with during the Rock Johnson and Jason Statham. There's a couple of moments like that that I think are really effective, such as the GoPro ish shot of the uh, door when um, Paul Walker's fight with the parkour guy from Ongbok, I believe. Uh, that's I can't remember his name. Sorry. Tony Shaw. Tony Jaw. Tony uh, with Tony Jaw. Um, like that, that stuff's really effective and it really actually makes this stand apart from other action films. Um, so that's the thing I like the most about it is that it just feels fresher. It feels different from something else that I have seen. But my, my least favorite thing about this series is there, there's a lot of cliche design uh, approaches as well, such as the last action scene using... Uh, what seems like they could have been purely green screened or CG elements as your central um, set pieces that the helicopter, it, there's no way I believe that that's a real helicopter flying above those cars. But on that same note, they're never all in the same shot together. So you don't get a sense of threat or space from it. It's just sort of tangential to them in a way you're either looking at the car or you're looking at the helicopter and that really removes the immersion for me that last action scene even in theaters i remember being like this isn't quite as fun as the rest of the movie was i really enjoy the the two towers sequence with the car or well i guess it's three towers uh i really enjoy that first fight scene between Jason Statham and The Rock, obviously. There's a lot of set pieces here I really buy. I really buy the cars jumping out of the freaking plane, as ridiculous as that is. Um, <laughs> but there's just a few things like that that just just do not rub me the right way. Um, in general, I would give this film probably a solid three stars. It's uh, not as good to me as the first or the uh, sixth or even Fast Five, um, which is most people's favorite, actually. Um, but that brings it down to like, you know, at least number four as in the ranking of the seven films, which unfortunately isn't the top tier, which is not what I would have expected after coming out of it in theaters and being really surprised by it. But in a repeated viewing, I'm not quite as impressed as I thought I might be. Having said that, I really like that line about you, know, you can't make someone love you. And I think that there's a lot of other great one-liners in this movie as well that are surprisingly hefty, particularly that last scene of Paul Walker's tribute. It's very, very effective. So three bags of grenades hanging off of a helicopter. It's a fair rating, I, I, I think. Uh, I also agree that this is a very middle-of-the-road movie for me. Uh, there's a lot of things in this movie that I like and I enjoy, and there's a lot that I really don't. Um, for me, definitely the strongest part of this movie is the villain. This is the first time that I've believed the danger posed to our heroes from the villain in any of the Fast and Furious movies, really. I mean, it, there's definitely been times of danger in previous movies, but this is the first one where this villain seems like he can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with these just huge men and these fast cars and guns that they always have. He seen, he's got his stuff together and he's a, he's a good villain. Um, my favorite scene is, and I know Rick really hated this scene, but I, I really, I honestly really enjoy the first confrontation between him and Vin Diesel when they play chicken and get out of the car and Vin Diesel's got his sledgehammer and Shaw's like, you thought this is going to be a street fight. And he just pulls out like, a submachine gun. Like, I really enjoy that both because Dominic looks really shocked. Like 
what like how are you bringing this to our fight and i i like the way that shaw has outmaneuvered him and also beat him at his own game when they played chicken because that's not something that happens to dom in these movies like he doesn't get beat at his game and so i really enjoy that my least favorite was when dom backed his car off a cliff I felt like that. Oh yeah, that was stupid. Gosh, I hate that. <laughs> he does that stupid little smoke ring at the very beginning. It waits for it to fade. Backs off. It's unnecessary. It drags the film out. It, it there's no result from it that you know necessitated that action. It's it's stupid. I I really don't like that. It felt like it was just added in there because they couldn't figure out a way to shoehorn in the terrorists and also have everyone escape. I I really don't like it. Um. Again, I think it was a middle of the road movie. I really, really liked the tribute to Paul Walker at the end. I thought it was very tasteful and I, I liked seeing his friends kind of giving one last farewell to him in the, in the film before, you know, finally signing off. Uh, but as a whole, I think I'm going to give the, the movie three bags of hand grenades out of five. Um, I and I enjoyed this movie. It is quintessential fast and furious at this point. Big action sequences, a little bit of plot here and there. Um, what I think this one did poorly is that there was just too much. There was too much in this movie. There were a lot of like Joshua. There was a lot of things that I liked. There were a lot of things that I didn't like. But unfortunately, there was just a lot of things. They could have taken out some of those action set pieces and cut down on some of it, and it would have been a better movie, I think. They could have almost like taken that whole God's Eye plot and the whole revenge plot, and I feel like it made them two movies mm-hmm. in a way, I think. I yeah. think it could have worked. No, and I, I agree with that. Um, that's, that's something that I have noticed over the last, like I guess, two or three movies that it seems like there's two different plot lines that are running parallel with each other, but you, but they're trying to tell both stories at the same time. And it doesn't work for me. Um, it just, it, there's too much going on and there's just too much in general. Like this is a two hour and two, two hour, 15 minute movie when it doesn't need to be a fast and furious movie does not need to be this long. Um, like, one of the scenes like my favorite scene uh was the same thing with rick is that fight with hobbs and uh shaw like those that fight scene was really good because it showed shot like showed that shaw like he you were introduced to him for the first time at the hospital but you were actually shown that this is a guy that knows what he's doing he's confident and he can back it up and he's going to meet people on their level but he's going to plan ahead he knows what you're going to do so he has contingency plans in place so that he doesn't lose like he has that bomb that he throws out so he can get away like that is something that we haven't really seen a villain in this series ever have as a contingency plan so if they do lose that they have a way out every single time we see a villain lose in this series they don't have a way out and that's the end of the movie um one of the scenes uh, that I don't like is still that drive, you know, let's make some dust and drive off the cliff. <laughs> like that is like it was all set up and no payoff. Like what we said earlier is like there was just like, OK, what is this building up? Oh, he just that's it. Like, all he did was just drive off the cliff. What? <laughs> 
there could have been more there. It just left me as like underwhelmed um, as far as like what happened. It's just like there's no payoff to this. And for a series that doesn't really set up a lot of things, um, it just gives you the payoff. It surprises you with something like there was no like it seemed like they were trying to set something up like genuinely for the first time. And there was just nothing there for me um, on that. It's just it that fell hard. Um, no pun intended. Uh, but this this movie, I think. Looking back on it and like in between watching it now and when I saw it the first time, um, I had a higher rating for it. Um, mostly because it's like, oh, this was his last movie and they did a really good tribute for him at the end of the movie. Like, that's what I remembered most, I guess. And they because they did it so well, like that's that kind of um, polished it up a little bit for me when it doesn't really it. It's not really an amazing movie, but they did do Paul Walker's tribute very well. And so that kind of adds a little bit to it, but it, the movie itself, um, I would have to say it's very mediocre, even for a fast and furious movie. Um, so, uh, I'd have to give it three out of five broken casts. Wow. Three of us gave it three stars. And, like and that, that that's is a very switching it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is three cool. <laughs> worth it all right (laughs) all right it is very late so we're gonna go ahead and sign off for the night everyone thanks for listening and we will see you on whatever it is we do next because we're kind of done we will have one more uh we'll bring this series back when the eighth movie comes out there we go fast eight hey guys thanks so much for listening to this episode of opinionated we hope you've enjoyed listening to our thoughts on the fast and the furious franchise we do have plans to actually do an epilogue episode where we review the franchise as a whole up to this point and go over what we would like to see in the next installment so tune in for that in the future thanks to james shively who composed our theme song and if you are enjoying listening to this we would really appreciate it if you would uh, give us a positive rating and a positive review on the iTunes store. It's actually the best way to help the podcast. Thanks so much, and we'll see you on the next one.